Attack left lane. You say please delete that tweet? No. You fucking mop it. Attack the gold fury. Mom, get the camera. I got a pedicure. Grouper. You've ever played Poseidon? All you want to do is go whipple cracking. My job's done, you know? All your fuzzy wuzzy. Let's not hurt them too bad. Let's make them scream! Very Hanukkah's Split push! Howdy, folks. Welcome to episode... 34 here of the Split Push Podcast from the console perspective here. Bunch of us PS4 plebs and a special guest today. So first up with me here, it's the technical Savvy Beagle Girl. I'm dying. It's Guy's fault. Yep, it is Guy's fault. <laughs> I actually 100% agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. He tried to yell at me and I was like, no, it's Guy's fault. All right, we're getting off track already, guys. I haven't even introduced just like two people yet. Let's but continue. Well, then we got Yuki. Hey, what's up? I am and it's not a- dead, <laughs> and it's all his fault. It's Guy. What's up, everybody? Last not but not least, he's back to work. It's Dirtnap Dan. I'm also feeling deathly ill because Beagle sucks, which in turn no, makes Guy, guy sucks. sucks. Hello. Which in turn makes Kabam started it. Yeah. That's right. Kabam (laughs) coming for you. Well, Split Push Podcast is very honored here today to have a very special guest with us. It is none other than the one, the only, he supports those bow ties with pride. It's Hindu Man. Hi, it's me. How's it going? Going very well, it's, man. It's it? so weird getting introduced like that, where you're like, you're a special guest, and I'm like, no, I'm just Hindu. Like, chill. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no need for all the big ramp up. Like, it's Hindu. You see him on screen all the time. He's going to come and say the usual the usual stuff he does. The usual. I was going to swear then. Can you swear on this podcast? I should have checked oh, that. Oh, fuck no. Like, what the hell is no. this? Hell okay. yeah. Just wait to make sure. <laughs> we, like, we, so don't, get, we don't do any of that shit. Sensitivity does exist. if anybody like, swears in this episode. Yeah, we, we, try not, okay. we try not to be vulgar, you know, but, you know, yeah. swearing's going to happen. Uh, I just want to make sure, you know. There is the hashtag make Beagle swear. She's only oh. 15, so she doesn't do that yet. <laughs> oh, no. Wait until she's an adult for proper swearing, I guess. I, I do oh, say yeah. it, is really, it is really funny as a podcast involving games, involving a MOBA, that people are like, can we swear on the podcast? I'm like, bro, we play a MOBA like 10 hours a day. Sure. I mean, me and, <laughs> me and Agro, like, we've got our own podcast that we do. And like, yep. you know, we swear on that because that's kind of us behind the scenes. But like, it depends how formal you want your show to be, you know? It's not like I have to be professional sometimes and not swear. And I still struggle with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If I ever had to be in a position where I couldn't swear like at all, I would not be able to be in that position. Right. Yeah, I definitely yeah. check and, out and nomination every chance I get. Dude, pre eighteen, Dan didn't swear either. And and he would get mad what? at me if any curse word came out my mouth. That's what happened? He, you played Dude, games he was with so me. innocent. <laughs> I have uh, anyway, been corrupted. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Hindu, why don't you, uh, you give the folks out there, I mean, everybody knows who you are, but, you know, give them a little bit of oh, background sure. on who you are and what next. You know, not everybody's always up to speed. So, my name's Hindu Man. I've been casting Smite since it came out officially after launch tournament. Uh, so, that's, what, five seasons ago? I was around from season one onwards. Uh, and I'm a professional commentator for Smite. 
and have been like pretty much since then. Before that, I used to work as a League of Legends commentator uh, a little bit on and off in my downtime because I used to be a full-time nurse um, a long, long time ago before that. But That's anyway, awesome. I got into the commentary thing, and uh, yeah, I've been commentating since. I lived in the UK. I'm from England, Manchester originally. That's why I've got an accent. But it's not really an accent. It's you just everyone. Accent? Everyone listening to this has an accent. I don't have an accent because I'm <laughs> yeah, actually English, you know. But I'm the one with the accent because I had to move to the states, and uh, I moved to the states and have been working full time for High Res Studios as a full time commentator and working with all the other casters through the scene. But now I'm in charge of all the casters too. As like people have moved on and left and things, it's now me that you know is in charge of organizing all the production stuff that you get to see in terms of the esports stuff. I'm I'm a big part of that, a cog in the system. But yeah, that's so me. You're you're the smite babysitter. Yeah, in a weird way. <laughs> in in a professional sense of saying it, yes, I have to babysit all the other casters. <laughs> um, in one sense, I do, and it's also like you know, tell them when they're doing good, tell them when they're doing bad, and then also. Say please delete that tweet, or you know that's <laughs> it doesn't come up often, but that's technically my duty as well, and also to take the shit from the community when they don't like things as well, like uh, good or bad. Yeah. I, I take it on the chin and sometimes like twist it into a, a little bit of fun, at least for somebody. Oh, I love it when you roast somebody. What's the latest here? The UI. Oh, dude, the PC players. Oh, I did roast <laughs> someone today over that, and I felt kind of bad because he took he didn't take it as a joke. So I was like, oh well, never mind. <laughs> did you guys see it though like he basically tweeted there was a dude called the doctor his twitter handle was the yes. doctor something oh i did see and that he's got a picture of doctor who as his <laughs> yeah. like profile picture and he hits me up randomly like everyone seems to think because i work for high res i can walk into the office and go fix it you know like <laughs> i can i can change things um but this guy hit me up going the ui we need to this needs to be reverted immediately so i just turned around and went we'll go back in fucking time with the tardis then like come on <laughs> like I, you've got a tardis there you're doctor who and you expected me to fix this i'm so confused that's the next doctor who episode he goes back in time to fix the smite ui It'll be a good one. It'll be oh, a good one. We'll get to the UI. Oh, God, yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, what what a wonderful time to do podcast as a high-res representative. Oh, it's not <laughs> it's that bad. Like, it's, it's, it's not that bad. I, I, try to, I try to look at things objectively. Yeah, um, sure. Hey, sure, I, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. I mean, the best thing when it comes <laughs> to the UI is, you know, you guys are taking four different UIs and making one UI, which will in the long run give us a better UI. So just like peeps, yeah, have some patience. Yeah. You know? Yuki looks at everything objectively unless it's Loki. Yeah, fuck Loki. <laughs> but <laughs> to be clear, like I work I work for the company, but I don't work with those departments that do the artistic and designs features or like anything to do with being intellectual, right? I am not good at. I may sound like I'm good at that. I'm just good at talking shit is what I'm good at. <laughs> okay? Like they pay me to talk shit for a living they pay other people in the company to program these things and make them work correctly and, you know, to bug check and things like that. I can't do all those jobs. I am not smart enough to do that, okay? <laughs> I'm really not. And I don't want that job because it's hell on earth. But <laughs> I will say on the UI thing, like, there is definitely things that are good about it and there's definitely things that need plenty of work on because <laughs> yeah. clearly they do. Well, it's it's one of those things. that It's not like it was a small UI change. Normally we get... Small changes to the UI. We kind of re- you rearrange the lists, 
or they do something here or there. This is a totally new UI it's rolling out, I would assume, to support the crossplay that Sony can't bother to participate in. Um, and, and PC lost some features that they're kind of used to. And it's like, I mean, will they get added back in for PC? Maybe. Um, a lot of the stuff I've been seeing has been about things that are probably just bugs, like it not showing people in game. Um, but it's, it's not that bad. It's just a new layout. Some of the overlay stuff on the, on PC really sucks. Uh, we don't really get a choice on a console. We're, we're kind of used to, being limited in that respect because we can't have everything heads up on our screen all the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they can, PC people can complain. I, I get, I get where their complaints coming from, but, uh, at the end of the day, you'll get used to it. So, so just, just because, you know, you said console and it's making me think any word yet from Sony on, uh, them stepping up to the table and saying, okay, we can do cross play. Man, is if, if I if I had that information, do you think I'd be able to just drop it now all of a sudden? Like, come on. Hell like, yeah, maybe I'll just be like, yeah, you know what? Notes, you, know? you know what? This is the time I'm gonna say it for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it now. I mean, yeah. Who knows? I, I hope so. Like God, all, I hope so. all we can do is but dream because like I think the perfect world is where everybody gets to play together I and mean, yeah. it'd be really freaking cool. Hopefully yeah. Sony well, don't what, what, take what too made long. me think of that though. We can uh had posted a uh, you know a, a sample of what his uh, voice pack uh, would oh, sound yeah, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that. And 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 then it you know had something about you know uh, you know he was dissing console players. I'm like, yeah. Well, as soon as PS4 gets uh, on the boat here, I look forward to kicking your ass. Yeah. To be fair, in my yeah, head, if you I- ever kill Weekend, I will give you. <laughs> A thousand dollars. To saying. be fair, when I saw <laughs> when I saw yeah, that, I heard that you you're all have. my witness. Yeah. <laughs> when, when I saw that video though, and I was listening to the voice lines that he'd written down, that was the voice line where I'm like, ah, that won't go in the pack. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, because console players are going to be playing the game regularly, and we shouldn't be shit talking console players because that game is this game is hard on console. It is like, hard. Yeah, it is. I wish hard. they understood. And I have got so much respect for console players because it is a hard game. Oh, yeah. There's times where, you know, my aim's good. And then there's times where it's just like you kind of get in these bob and weave patterns where you shift left because he's left at the same moment he's shifting right. And then you both switch back and you get in these like, you know, it's like DNA. You're just crisscrossing back and forth. And you're not hitting each other. You're just both missing, you know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's an Aries and he's just using his flames and I'm just like, shit. Yeah. He's not missing me. Yeah, I'm missing him. That's what you do to the enemy hunter. You just juke their stuff and spam laugh them. <laughs> I, I've been juked and I've juked. So that's, that's all I got to say. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're the dog. Sometimes you're the fire hydrant. Spike's a rhythm based game as well, though. So like, and those situations of like boxing people is about rhythm and trying to upset their rhythm and get yourself in a rhythm too. So like as soon mm-hmm. as soon as you get that rhythm going, you can keep that beat because you can feel the timing of the auto attacks in a good example. So like when you hear those auto attacks coming, you're just like getting the rhythm of it and then learn when to move at the last second, you know, to get out of the way of it and then turn the fight around. Sometimes the best way to actually win a fight is to not actually use an ability or auto attack because you've got more movement. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. get them out of focus and then go in. The Very the console so. an, the console answer to really big abilities coming at you is walk at the enemy because it's so hard to turn around on uh, <laughs> Anubis is a great example it's so hard to turn on console even with the sensitivity up yeah you just like if Anubis ults I walk at him and then just go in a circle and he can't keep up 
Yeah, I think when I've, when I've tried playing console when in the early days, like when it was first released, and I touched it and I went, nope, I can't deal with this. I'm going to be so upset with myself because I was trying to do things that would clearly be okay and easy for me to do in PC, but I couldn't make things work fast enough in the game and it got me annoyed. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to throw controllers at the wall all day because in a normal situation, I'd have hit that shit. That's bullshit. This game is rigged. I hate it. And so I know I would have hated the game because I did it that way. So that's why I was like, okay, console is not going to be for me. Although... I think I will end up playing the Switch. I'm going to try the Switch version. Uh, Just because of the portability, I can't PC, you know? that's for sure. Yeah, ho- I, I've never been able to WASAD. Yeah, hopefully with the Switch, you're, you're going to be using a Pro Controller. I uh, eject vehemently to their normal controllers. Mm. I like the idea of it like being on the side, like being able to be portable. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of when I'm casting really boring video games of like Smite. <laughs> That I can pick up my Switch during the game <laughs> and play an, play an assault game. You know when you get those 60 minute games that go on for an hour that console Oof. players sometimes have? Yeah. And there's like yeah. 20 minutes where they're messing around. I just want to load up Smite and play it on my Switch while I'm casting, you know? No one would know. Yeah. Like, I mean, stuff is really going on during those downtimes. So. Yeah. I'm no one will the- ever know until you get a pentakill and you're screaming pentakill and nothing's happening <laughs> on the screen. That'd <laughs> 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 uh, be good. Oh, yeah. Going back to voice packs. So make sure anyone that does voice packs, make sure you, you advise them to make their quadra and pentakill calls exciting. Mm. I hate the ones where it says pentakill. <laughs> Gee, wow. Thanks for, thanks for all your... Thanks excitement. for the hype, bro. I'll- yeah, Beagle here is a good <laughs> example. three but- years, I finally got one, and that's all you got to say. Beagle's, Beagle Girl's voice pack, pentakill would be, huh? Sorry, what? <laughs> that's... That's kind of where my mom came get, get the camera came from because like I was thinking like a player of the game, yeah, and like all right, it's hype if they get the kill, and I'd never casted a penalty kill before at that point, and I'm kind of like, what the fuck would you say? And I'm like, what well, would be really <laughs> stupid and funny, but also like really poignant in the moment of like, fuck yeah, mom, like a twelve year old would say something like, mom, get the camera. I got a pedicure, you know, something like that. Like that's kind of how I envisioned it, of like being pretty funny and like going with it. Because I've just not done one, and I'm like, well, I I don't want to get overly hype in case it's a terrible pentakill too, you know? Like it's a new wall. I'm like, I don't want to be like over the top when someone gets a pentakill. That you're like, yeah, well played, you fucking ultimate bot, well, you know? Like, come let on. me tell you about <laughs> terrible pentakills. I only have one pentakill to my name, one official one. And it was in the bonus round of Arena, uh-huh. and I was Kukulkan, and it was in a match where two of the team uh, enemy team members had disconnected. Now, mind <laughs> you, there was now Pwash in that enemy team that did not die the entire match. Right. And they act, the three of them put up a hell of a fight because they had so much more experience than the five of us. They were ahead of us the whole time. Sure. And they were fighting at their fountain the whole time, you know, so, you know, we won, but it was, you know, but when we got into that, uh, you know, the lava, you know, circle around and, you know, somehow I wasn't, you know, aiming at the, you know, the disconnected guys. They just kind of got caught up in the attacks. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's my one and only penta. So I killed three active people and two disconnected people. <laughs> that is a pretty cheap penta kill. <laughs> yeah. My best penta kill is, oh, wait, I don't have one yet. Okay, good, scrub. Play more Aries. I've got... Mm-hmm. I went 19-0 as him before, so... I think I've got three official 
but two on one account and one on a Smurf account, which I felt very bad about, but I was really sad because it was a really <laughs> it was a dope play. Like, listen, I got a pentakill on tear in arena, right? Ooh. And that's that's not easy at any level of play. And I got Ooh. a pentakill and I wasn't recording it or anything. I'm like, shit, that was really good. And it was on a Smurf, so I didn't really show it off. Um, but <laughs> my my first pentakill was actually the day Rama was released, and it was on ROM in arena as well. I don't know why oh, wow. I've got pentakills in arena when I play Conquest most of the time. But yeah, I got, hmm. got a pedicle arena on Rama on release day when he was pretty strong and potent on release day, I'd say that. Yeah, um, just a little bit. Yeah, he was, he yeah. was good times though. He and then bounce. the other ones, are gone. <laughs> I think I've got two pedicles on Rama now thinking about it. That's what the second one is as well. For some reason, Rama and me have just like chalk and cheese. I don't know, not chalk and cheese, like we're just really good together. I don't know why. I have six official pedicles on my account, pretty sure. I hate And you. how many has Beagle stolen? Three. Shut up! <laughs> Three. <laughs> Uh, uh, we're never gonna let you live that down, your mirror, Beagle. Uh, oh yeah, I would have had one on PC too, but you know, Ymir is here. Uh, <laughs> yep, oh, one boy. swing of the club. That's that all. That was, was a very was. long one time ago. Swing of the club. She's sitting there on the mic, screaming, "Don't take it! Don't take it! Don't take it!" Walks up and smacks him. I didn't. I was. That's just. I I don't really know. I didn't know my autos would do damage. <laughs> Wait, start I usually Beagle. miss. You should just start saying, hell yeah, I took it, and I'm going to take the next one, too. <laughs> I usually uh, miss, all right? There's, there's I usually miss. <laughs> there's nothing worse than being, like, a passenger when you see a pentakill get stolen. You know oh, what I mean? Because, like, I've seen, I've you can some. see the train wreck happen. I saw, literally saw one yesterday, actually, because Vermana's OP as shit right now. Oh, my right? God, I know. I um, can't yeah. This dude actually looked really good on Vermada, got a quadra, and he was going for the pentakill, and for some reason, our Arachne just blinked in and <laughs> killed the Like, full on, it was a slow build-up pentakill that I'm like, yo, I'd have casted that pretty hype, right? And it was a real, st- he legit blinked in, stole it, and I'm just there as a passenger going, God, that was fucked up with this stuff, and I could do it. <laughs> like, when I see him, brutal. I just sit there and spam okay. Actually, I remember just two days ago, I supported a pentakill, and I was screaming at whoever I was in voice comms with, like, don't steal it! Don't steal it! Fuck off! Let it go! Yeah. Let it go! I tanked the tower, I took, like, four shots as a hunter, yeah. I'm like, let her get it! Alright, she got yeah. it, I'm dead, but bye. We we won. Question question about pentakills, though. When you guys, if you see a, if you, your team's getting decided and they could get a pentakill are you more likely to try and give them the pentakill or are you more likely to say fuck you you're gonna work oh, for this you yeah. bastard if you want oh yeah no no i'm yeah. not participating in that that's way. what i want to hear that's what <laughs> yeah, i want to hear in the opposite like. direction i'm like can i get the pentakill on me i've i've run under a tower to die so they couldn't get it <laughs> <laughs> not in conquest but any other game mode maybe oh any yeah, game yeah i can mode. agree with that you, i agree you gotta I think that shit I've done it once as a support player because, like, as support, sometimes you're on, like, seven health, your rest of your team's dead, and you're like, you know what, go on. Like, you destroyed my team, you deserve it, go on, take it, take my life, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I can I'm definitely a, I'm I a lonely support anyway, you know? Like, yeah. just just end it. I want to join the rest of them. I, th- I think the worst is when you see the pentakill happening for somebody else, and you're like, all right, I'm not going to steal it, I'm just going to hold the door open, I'm oh, gonna, God. And, and then yeah. they just drop it, and you're watching them walk away. And you're like, oh, all right, they're all they you, misjudge. You, you, you miss everything. <laughs> yeah, or they misjudge, and then like you do too much damage to it because they bursted it quicker than you expected. And you were just trying to make sure he got the penna. Yeah, Be- Beagle knows oh, yeah. about that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me knee stun him. You know, knee stun, knee stun with my. Ult. I'll stop him for you, Dan. Kills him. 
<laughs> I didn't even charge it. It just happened. I didn't oh, think it yeah. would. Well, you probably had Heartseeker stacked up. You were ready. Full pen, I'm going to stun him. I'm going to stun him for you. Yep. He wasn't that low. He just kept doing damage when my alt was trying to get to him. I'm Thanatos. I two hit everybody. Well, get good. Uh, I was. Get better. And of course, no matter matter what's going on, no matter what the team comp is, winning or losing, you should always steal the pentakill from Lokis. Always. Oh, yes. I agree 100 billion percent. Yes. Come on. Lokis don't deserve it. Get a pentakill from Lokis really hard. Yeah, I if care. I was gonna say that's really fucking difficult. I, so I, I if under, Loki is I about understand. to get a pentakill, I'm definitely letting him have it. No, nope. because that's no. Wait, wait, wait! You guys don't understand. Like, think logically about a Loki that got a pentakill means that he was in the whole team fight and participating. No, like no. what the, fucking Loki have you ever played that does that? They don't exist. The, the one live. I won't give it to him on purpose. The, the one, the one I stole from a Loki is. I watched him come through the jungle, kill somebody, blink on top of someone else, activate one ability, kill somebody, run over, fight somebody, half health. The other guy, he was uh, was the support taking shots. He walks in, kills him, and he's looking at the last guy at like a quarter health. And I was, uh, I was Athena, and so I was probably playing <laughs> solo. And I see it, and I know his ult's there. I can see the look on his face. I dashed Stop. over, full kitted, killed him. Loki appears out of his ult, and I just walked away. Yeah. You know, it's me to shit, but I respect the fact that you just honest enough to go, yeah, I did that, and yeah. I am not sorry. <laughs> I am not I sorry. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be. The distaste for Loki is now because, one, I'm a Loki magnet. They can okay. all test you. Are, yeah. Jesus Christ, I, are you? <laughs> he took a break, and ever since, and in that break, I haven't even seen a single Loki. He comes back, and there's a Loki in like every, every game. game. Yeah, two, actually, that is 100% true. You yeah. took like a two or three week break. Yeah. I didn't play against one Loki. Yeah. You come back, nope. and there's 12 star Lokis on every fucking team. Yep. Why and do the, I play with you again? <laughs> and the other reason, and, and I'm knocking on Loki, it's, it's really a running joke. I do dislike the character for particular team-based game reasons um but also on it's a, also has a lot to do with being on console people are like oh you can just cc him or teamwork awards and i'm like look a loki on console is basically unstoppable if they get ahead it's just yeah. you, why it's it's hard enough to hit your relics at all yeah. let alone <laughs> fast enough to avoid loki things yeah i don't buy relics yeah. for loki because on console trying to hit two buttons at the same time it's just in a it quick fashion. Mm. It's it's only a fifty percent chance that that's going to work. So Not even 50, typically. Like I'm I'm buying relics to do something completely else in the game. And if Loki catches me, he catches me. My my motto now is, oh surprise, Loki, I'll be back. Yeah. Are you guys meaning for like Aegis and like not trying to use your Aegis through the ult or something like that? Is that what you mean? Like trying to beads out of the stun or, yeah. or having to beads and Aegis, you know, out of everything and sure, you know, it's it's just it. You know, I mean, there are some controller settings where, you know, you don't have to hit two buttons. Yeah, where it is but, one. Hey, hey, really? Actually, if you can, um, I would love for you to pass along that we could customize our buttons however, which way we want it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. That'd be I'll nice. give you that $1,000 Dan's going to give me once I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the biggest problem, I think the single biggest problem with Loki on console is it comes back to the controller versus mouse is turning around. Yeah. 
the the turning circle is definitely one that's a big tricky. And like the it's basically axis stuff. There's yep. always going to be the big difference. Like mouse versus a controller is always going to be mouse will win that fight. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, unless unless acceleration's through the roof or something stupid like that. But then it gets trickier of like making sure it's still controllable and aimable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can put my sensitivity to a point where I can you know 180 and 360 so fast that it doesn't matter but at yeah. the same time then i might not be able to hit one fucking ability the rest yeah. of the game yeah it's and, and that's just that's just how it is it, it's a fact of life so we have to make fun of it that's why and i started I playing I Loki play on pc every now and then and i'm perfectly fine on pc against pretty much any character it's just uh yeah on console loki is just uh, a little rough also his his invisibility is almost no damage doesn't knock it out. Most of your CCs don't knock it out. Yeah, it's really annoying. Combat is the answer. Like combat is <laughs> the greatest thing to deal with Loki's. Yeah, people. That's my personal find. Like that's oh, always yeah. been the one where I've always gone to combat corner and just be like shut up. You will sleep and stay asleep. And then <laughs> you'll get Actually, and my stay favorite up. is definitely not because of that joust I played the other day. That could oh, work. Yeah. There was a nine-star Loki, and he went one and seven and did three thousand damage in a twenty-five-minute match. Yeah, well, we were—I think it was, I had Kumba too. Was it Kumba or Kepri? You were Kepri that yeah, match. Yeah, it was Kepri. But that's—that's that's the other thing is uh, people be like, "Why'd you buy Mystical on Kumba?" Because Loki. <laughs> <laughs> because now I know where his scrawny ass is. It's like a number yeah. popped up out of nowhere. Hit Mez. Yeah, even if it wakes him up now, he's slowed, you know. And, and, and his stealth yeah, is down. Yep. So, well, hey, Beagle, uh, let, let's jump into some of the old community questions here. I know. Uh, I think uh, things uh, American Zombie kicks off this week here. What? Oh, wait. Yes. The, oh, there was, okay. We did it in the announcement channel, so there's no break in it like that. So, there you go. Uh, December 14th, American oh, Zombie. Okay. Can you elaborate on the pro scenes changes specifically for EU? Seems like we are losing so many teams because of the changes. Yeah, this is a big question about all the SPL and things. Obviously, been a lot of changes this year. We've going from 12 teams to 10. At, well, it's going to be what's happening in Season 6. But not only that, it's not going to be NA and EU teams anymore. It's just going to be one World League, basically, is the way you should look at this. Is like This is going to be the best of the best in one league together, playing consistently the whole time. Right. So, yeah. a lot of this is like, a lot of that is going to cause some issues where it's like, well, all these EU teams left. At the moment, EU team-wise that have left, I'm trying to work out which ones have been announced. Left Obey left not because of the league structure or anything like that, or not wanting to stay in Smite, and not because of us, it's just because of changes to their organization and their um, their higher powers, you know what I mean? So that's why right. Obey are out. Um, whichever EU ones have disappeared, I'm trying to think of who else. I'm I think Rival's out, right? Are they? I believe somebody said they were out. Maybe not. Maybe it's not. not been confirmed if they're out or not. Like there's not no been no announcement from Rival either way. So like on that on that scale, I don't know. Like I I've only heard of I'm trying to think of the other EU teams. Maybe I'm missing one. I'm gonna have to check the list real quick. Because the problem is, is I sit in that field of like I know the teams, but I can't say the teams mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in yeah. case I <laughs> say one that's no longer here or is here or is new. Right. Um. Let me just check real quick. Because everyone said like EU teams. I think they mean more like EU players being out. But I think I think that's more of it. Yeah. If that's mm-hmm. what they're after, like EU players being out, there was always going to be casualties of war with a situation like this, and 
the, the only step up further than what we were doing with esports is to make everything on instead of being online play is live action play like that is the biggest step you can do for any sporting event or anything right. you know what i mean that's why smash players fly around the world to go and compete in tournaments that's why the magic players like are going to be doing events live and they're like and now they've got you know an online game mode which is kind of different for them but Magic the Gathering used to have live games. Real sports is played live and watched live and casted live. Um, having the players behind the scenes play it online and not have their natural reactions and being able to talk to them about their game live is it. The next level is taking it to that stage, right? Of like right. having all those mm-hmm. teams there and trying to produce even more because after that, there's not much more past that that you can really do. This is like us reaching like that status of esports where it's like, hey, we're really trying to give Smite everything it's got. And to do yeah. that, we have to have all the players live. Now, the players know this. Like, they knew for a long time. Um, they've been spoken about since, like, summer. And obviously, there's going to be some that are going to be upset. Some of them have grown up with Smite, and Smite's been around for, like, a good five-plus years now. And if you think about the kids that first played Smite on day one and say you were 15 years old, let's say you, let's say you were 13 years old, and you played Smite, and now you're 18, 19 years old, and have p- competed, you know, regularly. But now you're looking at a situation being 1920. Let's say a Milzy is exactly that situation, right? He's now hit that age from 13 to 18, 19, and he's now become an adult in the game and realizing that he's now got to move for a career and things. Like it's a, it's a lot of differences for him, but he's the sort of person that could make this move, right? The younger players, whereas some of the older players, like for example, Pretty Prime is a good one, where he's got a family now. He's just had a child, unfortunately, but he's got settled down roots. And it's kind of like, you've got to realize that this is a job for them as well. And yeah, it may seem like we're trying to be mean to them. We're not. We're just like, hey, your job's just got more requirements to it now. If you want to continue doing this job, these are the extra things you're going to have to do because it's more serious. But in turn, there's technically going to be more chance of more money and growth for you if you take this option. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like any big job, really. I mean, you see it all the time. People are offered really huge jobs, but hey, you got to move to this state instead of this state or whatever. Yep, I'm someone that did the same thing, so like I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like I know what these EU pros are going through. And actually, one thing that's not been spoken about because everyone's complaining about EU is NA pros have the same issue. Like mm-hmm. NA is a big freaking place, and yeah. to say, hey, you're moving from New York to Georgia, that's a big jump. You know what I mean for any of these players to do. So it's just as awkward for NA guys as it is for EU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got the you know, well, you got I'm 15. And, um, I live in New York with my parents, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're going to have some of that too, where, you know, yes. they're just going to have to get some travel in and whatnot, but Hey, that's part of growing up. That's what life's all about. You know, experiences. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to play video games and get paid for it. And I'm not upset with the pros being, being upset with this. Cause obviously it's a big change for them, but at the same time, like professional player pro, you know what I mean? You're getting paid money to do this professionally. This is your job. And your job has changed requirements for you, and it's your choice to stick with the job or move on to a new job. It's kind of sucky when you think about it that way, but it still work, you know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of up to you if you don't want to do it. It may be frustrating to see some of the best players go if they do go, but then again, a lot of them are like, I think a lot of people was natural gut reaction to say they're leaving, and I don't think that's going to necessarily be the case overall yeah. anyway. So, and, and if they, a lot of them are going down to SML, and I mean, there's options for yeah. them. The, the thing that I'm looking forward to is if, a lot of the pros we had the last couple of years do decide to leave or go to an SML team. Um, that leaves a lot of openings for some new players. Yeah. And that could, that could bring some, some crazy, you know, new ideas, new play styles, what have you to the yep. game for the pro league. 
Well, it's also the, the fact I want to mention there is that when you think about the Pro League for the years, if you've watched every season of the Pro League from season one all the way through, there is a lot of big names that have had turnaround of leaving the scene yeah. throughout the, the history of the game. Big name players as well, not just small timers. Like Omega is a good example of one who was in season one. Yeah. Dimmy, who left in season three, but then became back as a coach. But he was a world-class player. He won two world titles. Um, Boosh, MLC Stealth, chose to go for a different route and ended up joining High Res as a part of the community, you know? Like, yeah. everyone had to go through careers and growing up, and, like, some of them did leave, and it was unfortunate, but we always replaced them. You know, there was always a new guy that was up and coming that could be the next MLC Stealth or something like that. Paul is a great example oh, of that for the yes. show. Oh, you know? my goodness. Like, that's the story of a guy that came up through the ranks, and uh, he's in the Pro League now and seen as one of the best mid laners. So he was one of our, I think he was our first pro guest, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. yep, I believe so, yep. yep. As soon as, but, soon yeah. as he went on to the trifecta. But yeah, I'm not I'm not worried from an EU standpoint. It'll it'll work itself out. It's just a very trying time for the next few months. That's the best yeah, way well, I can say it. I said, it was a Band-Aid moment. You just got to rip it off and, and move on. And, yeah. and you're going to get some growth and, and, and you know, some changes. But in the end, it's all good stuff, so. Beagle, who do we got next? Uh, up next, we got Mr. Nep. Do you have any advice for starting level casters, like mistakes you see all the time or things that should be worked on in the early levels of casting? Biggest good question. thing. Yeah, it is a good question because like, sometimes people ask this. And it's not an easy, necessarily, question to answer, but I'll say from my personal position is find someone to co-cast with, even if they're terrible, because solo casting is never going to help you in the long run. You become a very are very focused on yourself, caster, and casting is about teamwork, funny enough, whether you realize it or not, that you'll always be working with someone on a broadcast. It's not just a one-man show, you know? And you've got to work with that person well and cover what they're bad at and do what you do good and make sure they cover what you do bad at and also make it, you know, a nice flowing thing. So having somebody to work with to practice is always good, whether they're bad or not, because you'll learn where you're strong and you'll learn to try and identify where people's weaknesses are and help to cover them. Um, that's a good way of looking at to start off with. In terms of, like, other... Re- you're going to always make mistakes in casting. Everyone does. Like, there's no correct way to cast, in all honesty. There's different types of sports casting, from NFL to soccer to hockey. Like, every casting style is different, and, like, esports is another standard, which each game is different of how their esport is casted. Um, Smite, specifically, for example, is one that's very nitty-gritty on details in terms of the players, the viewers expect you to know the numbers. They expect you to know the builds and, like, this ability will do this. Whereas some games casting is like, ah, you could just say, he did damage, and say it happily, and everyone's like, yeah, that guy's amazing. And that's just different communities. You know, like, I can hear it all the time. Yeah, um, Different game styles, you, too. Like, FPS exactly. is easier. Uh, from from, from the numbers point. It's a little faster pace, but FPS is easier from a play-by-play standpoint because they don't have to think about the numbers. Yeah. But trying to get the numbers out in an FPS is really tricky. Like, <laughs> and make it presentable in a very small time period. Like, there's so many things in levels of casting. Uh, you will make mistakes, though. As a caster, you're going to make mistakes. All I can suggest, and it sounds really stupid, but it really is the very, very best way, and everyone I've ever spoken to really says the same thing, is just go out and do it and listen to yourself because you're going to be your best critic. Now, you will get criticism and, like, help from friends and things, but sometimes it's always sugar-coated. Or they don't really understand, or they don't really explain how, you know, what the issue is with your casting. Sometimes people are going to say they hate your casting for different reasons. People hate my casting because I'm, they don't like my accent. 
and yeah. there's not much I can do about that one. I'm kind of <laughs> fucked there. So you're going to get groups that you can't do anything about, right? And be like, okay, got to take that one on the chin. They don't like me because I, you know, my accent. But you will say shitter phrases. Shitter phrases are like, whenever you're trying to think of what to say, you'll use a word regularly just to fill the gap. Like literally or basically. I do that now and again. If you listen back to some cast just recently, I'm on basically again. Um, and I'll just <laughs> oh. use basically, which is like a brain reset. It's a brain fart, really, where normally you would pause to stop, but you can't because you're casting. So you're like, okay, uh, basically. And they're like, why am I saying basically? Shit phrases are there. They happen to us all. Um, there's no real traps to get into until, unless you cast solo. And that's where you'll get more traps. But yeah, do it. Just honestly go out and just like practice with someone. It's the only way to really see if you've got any, any ability at doing it and see if you enjoy doing it too. Passion's a really big thing. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, listening to yourself back, I mean, it's the same for me with playing Smite. You know, when I first started getting into, you know, doing stuff for the community, I did YouTube videos and that was watching a lot of games back. And yeah. God, I improved my game so much by watching back and like, oh, I thought this was happening, but that's what was happening. Yeah. Or even last night, I died to a Kakalkin alt twice. Now, partly it was because, it, you know, no sound effect and, and it didn't put the, the ground effect out. But at the same time, there was the big ass dragon coming towards me and I never seen it. Yep. You know, it's like, like, yeah, I was just fine in the back of the group. And then next thing I know, I was gone. It's, so. it's funny the casting thing came up because like me and F. Dot, literally, he was around at my house just before this podcast started. And we were watching back world finals and ripping each other apart and ourselves <laughs> apart about the casting. Because like, that's how we get better is to listen, you know, listen back to the commentary we've done. Because sometimes people don't say things. Sometimes people say things, but they don't explain why they hate it or why they like it. They just say mm-hmm. it was good or bad. But we like listen back and it's awful hearing your own voice, man. I hate mm, hearing my commentary. I, know, right? I hate people? my commentary. <clears throat> There's so much in my commentary where I'm like, fuck, that was shit. I could have done that so much better. God, why did you say it like that? You fucking muppet. Like, that's how I talk to myself <laughs> when I listen to my commentary. I mean, me and FDOT were literally sat around in my house on the couch doing that with finals today. Um, and the reason we were doing that actually is because of this freaking podcast, by the way, just so you know, because oh. I was, you guys had invited me to come on the show to be on the podcast. And I was like, I always do research. If I'm going to go on a podcast just to see what you guys are about and see like how many's on the show and things like that. So I clicked on an episode of your podcast. And the one I clicked on is the one where you brought Kabom back on after winning worlds. <laughs> or it was either the one you brought Kabom back on or the one with a roar. I can't remember which, but it was, but you introed it with every game, every finals oh, that was game in a that row. Was and I was like in shock of like, I was not expecting to hear my own voice. <laughs> 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 Shit. Now, also, also, to be clear, this is how it went down at my house because I'm a smoker and I'm trying to quit at the moment, Ooh. but I had it on in the background. So I clicked podcast on, started listening, heard game one and went, well, I, oh God, they're going to do all five, aren't they? Shit. And then I listened to game one and went, actually, that wasn't so bad. That was okay. It could have been worse. And I listened to game two and it's Tom's game and then Colin, like, fuck yeah, that was good. Then game three hit and I listened to it and I went, oh God, there's two more games. Like, oh, I can't listen to any more of this. I'm going to go take a smoke break. So I went outside, took a smoke break, came back in, listened to game four and then went, no, I can't listen to game five. This is awful. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the final call of the series. I need a break again. So I went back outside and smoked another cigarette <laughs> to come back in to try and hear the podcast. But after listening back to it, like that's what got me into like me and Tom talking about we were going to do it soon anyway. But we ended up doing it literally today where we sat back and watched the uh, finals, ca- well, some of the games back. 
and just like roast each other because it's the best way to um to criticize is to like do it with people that you work with so it's more respectful but we really do shit on each other too i was like what the <laughs> fuck were you thinking there you idiot and he's like i know man i lost my brain for a second and i'm like wow i fought hard then and you went yeah you did like that was terrible i'm like i know but yeah that's that's how we get better he's listening All back right. and watching but thanks for that uh, by the way yeah cool man <laughs> glad to have uh had some inspiration for you there. Sorry about the extra cigarettes, though. No, it's okay. It was awful because I was just not in that frame of mind to want to hear finals back just yet. And it came out of the blue, and I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, when I listened to that, dude, I was like all hyped up again. And I was like, damn, I feel like I just watched the fucking games. And, and you know, I'm, you know, the anxiety was you know, just flowing through me, man. Yeah. So. It was it, it was definitely weird hearing it back because I didn't have the vi- the uh, video to go with it. Obviously, it's just the audio, so I'm mm-hmm. listening from an audio only standpoint. And I'm like, it sounds okay, but then I'm thinking of like how the video played out. And I'm like, Jesus, I held that really long. Then should I have been talking mm-hmm. that long? And I'm like, what happened in that play that made me hold that long of the commentary? Because like this is how technical you get with it. So I'm like, why did I hold the play that long? So I had to go and watch it back to go, ah, that's why I held it that way. You know what I mean? It's really weird. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was fun. Thanks. All right, B, what's uh, Vio got to say? All right, this one's a bit long, but (laughs) first part, how has the actual return of Domination been for you? Have you been playing it? Or, oh, I can't read. (laughs) Have you been playing tons of it? Not as much as before. Is it more or less the same than the original? And I'll read the next part after you answer that, so it's not too much at once. (laughs) I think I played two or three games of Domination since it came back. I went in, I went, ooh, this looks prettier than it used to, because it does look prettier than it used to, trust me. Oh, yes. For anyone yeah. that wasn't around in the original days, it it was awful. Um, I played my two games, a game of it, went, wow, this is pretty. Played another game of it and was like, all right, this is actually pretty, this is pretty okay. Played the third game and, ah, this is why I stopped playing this game and it's shit. <laughs> and it's about that was the same it. progression we had. Yeah. 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 Game yeah. three. Uh, we were done with it. There, there was. I want to clear yeah. up as well. Like, there was a reason why it came back as an adventure, not a full game mode, because community was just like, we want domination. And I'm like, cool, you all think you do, but after your two or three fucking games of this, of your little memory, trip down memory lane, you're going to go back to whatever game mode you came from anyway, because no one played that mode in the first place. That's why it was removed. It's kind of like all the logies. vanilla WoW players. Oh, it's, a, it's such a clusterfuck too. <laughs> Yeah. Every game I played, there was either a Loki, a Morgan, or an Al Kwong, so they'd always come up behind me and kill me. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> Alright, and the next half of his question. Speaking of domination, how's the podcast coming? I yeah, love I every episode that you and Agro make, and I'm hoping more will keep coming. I was I was going to mention when it got to the questions about this, like, uh, <laughs> don't bring that up, because I'm not a big fan of, like, advertising my own shit. I'm like, you guys are doing a podcast here, I'm not going to, like, answer a question on how my podcast is going, like, <laughs> Oh yeah, why you're here listening to these guys? Come over to me. Like it feels like a really <laughs> scummy like salesman tactic. You know no, what I mean? No, no, we love. I love, I love your podcast. Do I certainly understand that? But it, at the end of the day, when we started this, there was another podcast that was starting at the same time. I'm like, that's awesome. Look, my whole format that I told these guys: if we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing it the way we do it. Yeah, why we do it, and that's it. And we are going to support every other whatever podcast show or anything that is supporting the game that we all love and play because the more shows there are 
the bigger the community is, the better the game's going to be. So, it's, you know, it's the dream that, scenario. That's my philosophy. It helps everyone because like everyone wants content and information on the game that's not necessarily them being able to play the game, right? Because the times where you can't play the game is the times that suck most of the time, mm-hmm. unless you've got a Loki against you. But like those times are the times where you want stuff to feel talking about Smite, playing, you know, listen to others talk about Smite is always cool. So I always support other guys like you who are doing that and like all the other podcasts as well. They're always trying to stop and make it happen. I know from like experience, it's not easy to keep the podcast maintained as me and Agro have very bad issues with that. Um, But most (laughs) of that, most of that is really down to like just the amount of hours we do on commentary and shit to do with commentary and the esports side of things Mm -hmm. that day to day is just busy where we're like, we don't sync up at the same time and go, Oh, can we do it to this week? Fuck no. You know what I mean? Like it's always something. So it gets too much, but the good news is because it's been the Christmas down period, We've religiously had one every Wednesday for three weeks in a row. I'm so proud of that. And now we're going to take a two-week hiatus for Christmas. <laughs> it goes down the hill. But yeah, the podcast is going well. It's always been fun to do. Um, it's always nice to be able to like, show the other side of the coin to an extent because everyone just sees us as casters and like as professionals. And we are. But we're also game lovers too. Like, I'm a nerd. I'm nerdy as shit. I always have been. I'm like, I'm 34 now, but like, in my day, I used to be a console kid. I grew up on console. I didn't have the money for a PC. I got my first PC at like 16, 17 years old. But before that, like, I was a console boy. Halo was the shit back in the day. Yeah, like, I used really, to play Halo, Halo 2 all I, the time and all the consoles. Yeah, I feel you. I, I got my, my first real computer, you know, one that could do more than play Solitaire two years ago. It's a crazy experience when that first happens, too. And you get your first PC and you're like, oh, I can play video games. Yes. All the games. And that first time you get an FPS and you use a mouse and you're like, hang on a second. Oh, God, no, I can't. Bullshit. <laughs> I, this I still so can't quick. mouse. What the hell? It's so strange. Uh, yeah, the hey, podcast is fun. I like doing J-Mac podcasts. Jay coming back in here. He was on the show last week. What's his question? What was the transition from EU to America like? Many of the pros will be making a similar move shortly and hearing your story might help ease their minds. Yeah, those places, I've already like reached out to all the pros in case they ever had any questions, because I'll try and help wherever I can. It's going to be slightly different to like, my process, because mine was really wild and crazy. <laughs> if And when I say wild and crazy, I legit came over to this country um, with $50 in my bank account and said, I'm here for three months. Um, hey, hi, Rez, can I cast? I'm over here now. And then that turned into me getting engaged and getting married to a girl over here that became a full-time job and a career moving experience, right? But I would never advise a pro to do that. I've just turned up with 50 bucks and hope for the best. Because that's <laughs> legit what I did. It was kind of fucked up. Um, but yeah, when I moved over here, like I've done the green card process. They're probably they're going to get a lot of help with that. But I've done all that manually. I literally came with a bag of clothes and got my PC flown over three months later. So... When I first came over, it literally was me in a bag of clothes. And now I've managed to get myself an apartment, car. I learned to drive over here in the United States too. So on the wrong got side a car of the and things. Yeah. It was really it was surreal. But learned to drive over here, got a car, got my own place, got a dog, you know, got a wife as well. So it's been a, a real weird experience of learning everything through uh, English classes, so to speak, from being a European. Because I've been to a lot of the European countries too. So I kind of know how their, their systems work. And some American systems are shit. Yeah. But others are pretty good. Some are good and some are shit, but that's like everywhere you go. Right. That's yeah. what people are always ask everybody. 
Well, people always ask me, like, is it better in the UK or in America? And I'm like, well, there's good sides and bad sides for both. And, like, they both work out evenly in a strange way of looking at it with, like, what's good and what's bad. All right. Well, Guy, what, what questions we got from the social media world out there? All right. We got one from Blaine O'Neill. He says, ask him if he knows so much about Smite and talks <laughs> to the pro players all the time. How about what? No. <laughs> all the time. How bad they are. Why is he hard stuck in silver? <laughs> Why am I hard stuck in silver? Yes. <laughs> I'm in diamond. That's a silly joke. So for some, for some reason, there, there seems to be a lot of like misconstrued information about uh, like my ability to play the game, and I'm like, I don't know where it comes from. It's because most chair ones that we've had previously like weren't good at the game, but I've ground this game pretty hard. Like I'm in diamond. I'm never to be clear. I'm never going to be in masters. My official division placement of like where I think I am is probably like diamond two, diamond three. That's where I put myself. I could probably get to like Diamond 1 if I wanted to, but it means I'd have to grind the game a lot harder than I need to and want to, because fuck that. It's only a division <laughs> at the end of the day, and I know where my fit, my problems are with what I'm doing, which is I like to be really aggressive when I have 7 health and still make plays, because it's fun when they work, but when it goes to shit, that's why I'm in the division I'm in. <laughs> that's just the way it is. There you go. Next one we have is from Desiree Ward. If you could pick the next Pantheon, what would you pick and why? Man, Pantheon. What was it? Was it one I really wanted from a Pantheon? I can't remember. I think what's about something might have been like where I'm like, yeah, I really want this. And now I can't think of any Pantheon where I'm like, I'd really like. I think I wanted Voodoo was the one that I was after. And then when they did Baron, I'm like, fuck yeah, they brought Voodoo in. So they kind of hit the one I really cared about because I think Voodoo Pantheon would be really cool and was cool and is cool. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to um, see. Um, Slavic expanded on. There's so many great characters from their mythology. Dude, I can't wait for the patch notes tomorrow. You guys don't know. Like, Arthur's gonna <laughs> uh, be... King Arthur uh, is gonna be fucking amazing. Like, I'm not even joking. He's so good. Oh. <laughs> My name on Discord's already uh, Dirtnap Arthur main, so I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, definitely looking forward to that. My pat pantheon I'd love to see would be a Native American one. I think there would be some cool shit with that. Some of that would be really cool, yeah. All right, next one we have is from Kalam, Kalam Elliot. Is there anything planned about the clan system? Pretty much, It's pretty much dead at this point. Ooh, good question. Yeah, I, I don't, honestly don't know. Because like, like I said, like I work for the company, but some things I can leak and can't leak, and I don't know if there are going to be more plans for the clan system next year. Um, I know the original undertaking of this was, it was a lot better than it used to be for the clan system, by the way. If you've ever been back in the day, there has been improvements. But then... I can tell from, like, I don't know this because it's just my hearsay, but I feel like it wasn't getting used or the functionality wasn't as useful as doing other things in the game that would benefit, right? Than sorting out and doing more with the clan system. Because at the moment from what I can tell the clan system, you join a clan, you can hang out with your friends, have a clan chat so you can talk to each other in game, and you can get some free, some decent enough skins, right? For free. Like yeah, one console, what, you don't even get the chat. You just get the skins. You just get the skins. Well, I guess because you don't have a chat, real, yeah. real chat buttons and console as well. But yeah, I guess it's just with the skins. So and being able to see your friends online easier, I guess. Or does that even work on console that way? I guess not. Uh, not really. Yeah, for really. us, if, if they're your friend, they're probably you know if they're in your clan, they're probably your friend. So yeah. it doesn't really matter which one you're looking at. Uh. All right. Next one we have is from Wetsu. 
He says, what is the most hype play you remember from this season from a match that you have casted? Oh, God. The hardest thing is everything becomes a blur by the end of the year. We're like, what the fuck happened? I bet. I when, bet. When, I'm off, when I'm off air, I really go, what just happened? What did we do? I don't remember anything. And then the next minute, when I get back on air and I'm casting, it all comes back to me. I don't know what that trigger is, by the way. But if I start casting again, I'll pull out my ass some shit about, well, back in season two, in the duo lane, there was this play. But when I'm off air, I'm like, I don't remember anything. I don't know why. That um, is smite. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Like, what? what is Smite? What did I cast today? Wait, who won Worlds? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Um, I think my favorite, my favorite probably moment of the year is, I said this earlier on this week, but like, not necessarily play, but moment is the best one I can describe, was Mr. Kissier on, uh, on Insignum, uh, placements was probably my favorite moment of the year. Uh, when he stepped in as the substitute support oh, player. Yeah, yeah. And, his team fucking won that game. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, Because I knew I had to cast that game. I knew about the drama of the player getting suspended earlier on in the day genetics. And I was like, this is going to be a shit stomp. This is going to be awful. Kill me. Oh, God, I'm the one casting it. <laughs> <laughs> I even make the schedule of who's casting the games and went, why would you put yourself on this set as well now? Oh my god, can you change it? No, you should not change it just because you've got the power to. You should just accept <laughs> it and cast it. And I'm like, okay, so how am I going to cast this one? And I went in with like this mentality of like, all right, this kid can do no wrong. If he goes 0 and 50, he had the balls to play this game. But at the same time, <laughs> if he can just pop off one or two times, I'm going to just give him my hypest cast and every single good thing he does, right? And try and get everybody viewing to just root for this fucking kid that doesn't play professional smite to try and do something good and he played so well it was great it felt it, it felt like the common man you know what i mean the common man who watches the broadcast got to sit down with the pros and go <laughs> carry me and the pros kind of not necessarily carried him but like he held his own you know it was a really good moment for just the ability of like a potential person to be able to step in and do that was really fun i really like that moment Alright, he's got a two-part. Next one is, what are you most excited for going into Season 6? And he says, you're one of my favorite casters, by the way. Thanks. It, it, always, it still feels awkward to me when everybody gives me credit, because I'm not really good at it. I'm actually more humble when people like saying good things. I prefer when people say bad things. I don't know why. I just like people saying, you're a cunt, and I'm like, yeah, so is your mom. Don't worry about it. Like, hey, I really like you. I'm kind of like... Thanks. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, oh I don't, I, I don't like myself. Like, come on, please. Um, yeah. Talk rudely to me. <laughs> it's re- it really is. Uh, what was the question again? Now that I've got past the thanks bit, I did my favorite question. Was, season uh, six change, you, right? Yes. What are you most excited for going into season six? Uh, what have they announced? I'm trying to work out what they've said <laughs> so far because I can't go. I'm really excited about this, and then it's not come out, and then I'm leaking. <laughs> That's always my problem. Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, we won't tell anyone if you leak anything out accidentally. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. There's nobody that's going to be listening to this or anything like that. Like, no, 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 I'm not, not sitting here making a recording of this whatsoever to pass to you guys afterwards, just in case. Right? And I, I won't yeah. email you a copy of that clip and, and, and bribe you either. It will no, be on Reddit first from page one. No, I think um, there's going to be a couple of changes that they've said to um, some of the laning phases and like some adjustments they're looking to make towards solo lane, which I'm kind of excited to, to see how they play out. Um, I'm excited about the God list for next year as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's the first year we've ever done this where we're like announced all the some well, some of the mm-hmm. gods that are coming out next year ahead of time instead of like a few weeks before or something. 
So this is kind of interesting to see this style of like everyone getting hyped about that, all these gods that are coming of different types and trying to work out where they're going to be played and things like that. Um, and obviously the Pro League. I think the Pro League is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to have all the players there uh, for their games live and be able to do shit with them. Like I can get, I, I want to promote the players more because that's kind of my job is to like make these guys superstars. And it's the reason we like the pros as well. It's like part of my job to do that. I want to like take them out and do shit with them, you know, and like get to know them. So you guys get to know them and film it. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Being able to make stuff with those guys. All right. The next one we got is from, from some of our biggest fans, Battleground of the Gods podcast. Ah, those boys. Oh, they love me. Yeah, they love us. They actually they love us. If this is a fucking bow tie joke again, like. Yeah, they want to know how much you love the bow tie. Oh, my God. So they, those guys brought me on the show and then they came to Worlds on their, on their podcast. They brought me to, uh, went to Worlds. They were there and they gave me a present, which was a light old bow tie, which I wore <laughs> for day two. Now, I had original light up bow tie, which was like a bigger version of that exact one. It was just like too big. And I wore it in season three. And then after season three, I was like, that was stupidly big. I'm never wearing it again. <laughs> but they brought me that one and it was the perfect size. And it worked with the lighting on day two because of how the um, event was set up. That it was all like dark and shadowy. So I just had this big neon fucking bow tie on that was flashing away. It looked great. It looked really good in the, <laughs> in the environment. So yeah, it was a good bow tie. I appreciate All that. right. All right. Let's get on. The next one is Bro Science Gaming. He says, what changes would you like to see for the minor league games coming into season six? It'd be cool to see Smite take some inspiration from Fortnite, add in game events that could lead to regular Smite players, maybe forming teams, playing in tournaments, getting a chance if they win to play against minor league teams. Yeah, I think that, that sort of idea sounds really fun on paper. It's getting the functionality to make that work together um, is the tricky part. Like, I think minor league being a minor league is a good thing. Like, these are like the semi-professionals are looking to go pro, right? Or they're the, at least for next season, they're the pros that used to be pro that are slowly declining because of moving situations or future pros stepping up, right? Like, it's just the way that league should work. Um what do they call it in baseball? I always forget that term, but they've got a, a league just below yeah, the, the majors. The minor is it the minors? There yep. we go. Cool. So, like, is it literally the same way? I can't <laughs> think of the name. I'm like, why well, can't I think of the name? Um, it really is the minors. But yeah, the, it works the same function as baseball, where, like, you play in the minors, and if you're good enough, you'll move up or you'll move down. I like the idea of some sort of event that could happen with players in-game that they could get a shot at playing minor leagues teams to show off their talent to try and get a minor league spot. I think that's a really cool idea. I don't know how difficult that would be to work out as a function of the game, but it, that, it would that be a cool thing to find. Five fight. man ranked conquest. What do you know? There's multiple different ways of doing that. I'd love five man ranked conquest. I want casual queue conquest with picks and bands. Yes. That's all I want. Oh, oh my yes. goodness. Begging for that. Begging, you can't, yeah. Listen, listen. The one thing you got to realize is that I'm a big proponent of that, and it's one of my favorite things would be casual, uh, casual picks and bands. But the problem is, is that it just splits the player base up further and further because everybody has their favorite mode that they play. Like, they mm-hmm. really do. And, like, you'll see, if you see the stats of who plays what games, like Joust, on console, Joust is played a hell of a lot. 3v3 is the main game mode on console. But then Conquest is right behind it. If you split the console Conquest base apart again into you can play any character you want with mirror matches versus picks and bands, it gets a bit awkward. And it actually detracts some players from playing Conquest if that was just to be the only feature. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's a very weird territory, but I completely understand why we don't have it. If the game was to explode next week or something, like everyone was playing Conquest and only Conquest, 
then you could look to do something like that. But because there's other game modes, it dilutes the player base too much where you'll see the same players in your games because they're the ones in queue at the same time as you, yeah. right? It's not because right. like the matchmaking screwing you. It's just like, well, there's only 15 of you in queue, so the same 15 you're going to get in the same fucking games, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's how it happens. I, I really don't... I'm, yeah. I'm curious about that because I really don't understand... Like, it was a little surprising when, when the statistics were released that uh, Arena was, the like, the most played mode on on console. Yeah. I thought it was really... I was like, real? I, is it... I mean, maybe it's the mentality, their games are shorter. I don't know, but I'm just like, really? Well, the re- I think the reason... Personally, I think the reason Arena does so well and why so many people play Arena is it's that, it's that baseline chill level of play where it's not ridiculously complex. All you've got to do is kill each other. It also it grabs from a couple of different genres and right. gets the same sort of people that play it. World of Warcraft players who love PvP and like uh doing the arenas and stuff there, right? Like the competitive edge. Yeah. Like they like that sort of place because it's got that sort of vibe of World of Warcraft fights to it. Yeah, well, because it's yeah. you know behind and the it's player, a twenty minute person. game. Yeah, yeah. So you're pretty much time guaranteed. Limit. It's like nineteen yeah. to twenty minutes. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Time limit affects it as well because you know it's going to be over by a certain point. You know you can play the gods you want to play. You know all you're going to do is kill shit, and if you have a bad game, fuck it, it's over in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's it's a very chill mode that everyone can play and have fun with at all levels of play, and I think that's one of the reasons it's so attractive. Like, for me, I don't play it as much because I prefer Assault, but Assault I is love, very similar. I love Assault. In a more yeah, organized way, you know? Yeah, I love Assault. Mm. Assault uh, is just... I love Assault, but Assault loves to fuck me with, like, constant yeah. Guardians. <laughs> And I am top damage Dan. I don't fit well with Guardians. <laughs> you can do top damage on Guardians. Yeah. He, does. Uh, he does. I do. Yeah. We do. Yeah, we, do. Do. We, we, didn't we didn't have a support. <laughs> right. Yo, the best damage yeah. build, Kepri damage build, by the way, is insane because you never have to go aggressive. You play him like a mage. Yep. And you just still use his abilities the same way, but Kepri damage is the dream. Jab of Isolation I, uh, Kepri is so fun. I almost got uh, a Pentakill as Tank Sobek the other day. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> It's just in my blood. Yeah. Well, All right. Next one another, we have another yep. couple here, and then we're going to move on to our session of progression this here week. We have Bishop. He wants to know how do you fill dead time with players farming during the laning phase. Generally, what we do during dead time of like when when it's a boring moment, it's kind of a recap of everything that's happened. So it's like, okay, who's got what items? Um, has anyone got an advantage? Uh, what happened to these teams last week? You know, we just we kind of. <laughs> We kind of go through like what their career has been because we we tell stories. That's what casters really do is we just tell them a story. Right. And if there's nothing to talk about in the game right now, we tell them the stories of the players or the gods and go down one of those rabbit holes. So it's kind of like when we get that dead air, it's kind of like we, without saying it out loud, like, hey, Ryan, Agro, what do you want to talk about? And Agro's like, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you think about talking about Aurora and his year? And Agro's like, yeah, we could talk about a rough for a bit, but that's kind of boring. What about <laughs> this? And you're like, oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about execution. Hey, isn't execution a good? Ryan, we talked about execution last week. Okay, fine. We'll still do it again, though. But yeah, it's great. And it's OP as shit, but it's still not as OP as Soul Reaver. And then Ryan's like, well, don't be hitting the mage items because, you know what I mean? That's how it works. We just, we have a conversation that's not even said on air where we work out just to fill time is like us shit talking about builds and items and players. That's all it is. Alright, the next one we have is from Shark Stroker. He wants to know, because of the larger player, because of the large player base on both Xbox and PlayStation, will there be more coverage of console professional scene this year? 
Last season's console really felt like the redheaded stepchild of Smite. Console, console definitely has always been like the, the lower league in terms of because it started later than the Pro League. It also shows in terms of the viewership numbers of both console and PC players too. It, I've noticed there's a big trend and over the years there's a trend where the console players will watch the console games, but the console players will also watch the PC games. Right. Whereas PC players don't watch console as much as they do PC. I think that could change a lot in the future. I don't think it may change right now. It's, I don't know about what the console scene is next year. I can't talk about it. But what I can say is that if everything goes down with this like cross-platform thing and it is viable for people to play console and PC at the same time, Oof. there is a chance that Smite is just one big fucking league, right? Where you could have Transonics teaming with Jeff Hendler on a team <laughs> and it's not a problem. You know what I mean? Like You could see that level of stuff for console. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where the future is for that, potentially, at least in my eyes, of where I see it. I think it's one of the reasons why cross-platform could be so big for the game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, last one we got is from our friend Uncle Phoenix. Uncle Phoenix. His customary question. He wants to know if you're going to come back for the karaoke episode. God, I used to do karaoke so much, but ever since I became a caster, I perform all the time where I'm like, no. I look like an idiot on a daily basis, so doing karaoke doesn't sound like I should do that as well. <laughs> like, since working at high res, I have vomited live on air. I have oh. sung the American National Anthem. I have, like, done some fucked up shit in my, my history at this company. And that's why, like, <laughs> karaoke is just, like, an extra day of work, but it's not fun. You know what I mean? It's like, it feels fun in the moment, but then you're like, eh, they're just going to roast me for it. You know what I mean? Like, eh. That's like a normal day at work for me. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know if you'll get away with it, though. F. Dottie said he's bringing everybody. Oh, really? When's the, when's the karaoke episode? Oh, well, we're no. still working on it. We've been saying okay. it since the beginning, so, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, so if, there, there's no hard commitments here, but, you know, F. Dot will, will rope you in. Well, that, that's why I'm always like, I never like committing to things until I'm guaranteed I can do it. So if you go, <laughs> It's tomorrow, guys. And I'm like, no, it's my wife's birthday in patch notes. So not a chance. If I'm sat on my PC singing karaoke when it's my wife's birthday, I'm going to have a bad time. You know? Like, yeah, there's a lot of logistics going into an episode like that, including oh, the fact that we want to smite up some songs, and that would also mean making oh. karaoke versions of them. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, we've we've we, done a couple of those music videos, oh, if you've ever seen those. Yes. Yeah. God, kill me. I forgot about those. I just remembered. <laughs> All right. Well, I know right. your time's running a little thin here, so we want to talk to you a little bit about this week during our session of progression. I'll have Dan uh, read off the abilities here quick uh, for Poseidon. Uh, after uh, Yuki, do you have any lore for said god? All right. So Poseidon's lore this week. Uh, Poseidon's interesting as far as mythology is concerned because we have origins he shows up in more than just greek mythology he shows up in uh, arcadian mythology and a few others so that's a very interesting feature of his character um and not in the way that like the romans ba uh, ripped off greek the greek pantheon and they just translated with different names um it's the same name it's the same basic personality ability set role so that makes him pretty unique i can think of three else three or four more in all the mythology that i can remember at the moment uh it's like that. he actually existed oh. no uh <laughs> so 
I mean, you seem a lot. God, you just, How dare you talk about you my grandfather like that? Um, yeah, contrary to popular belief, uh, Kraken, his ultimate, comes from Norse mythology. He actually has nothing to do with the Kraken at all. Um, but I'll take it because when you do release the Kraken and get a triple kill, it feels super hot. He was one of the, the big three from Greek mythology. So you had Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon are all the elder gods. Um, they were the three original, and they were the brothers. So he's been around since the beginning and helped set everything up. Um, he technically created Scylla, which is also interesting. He was involved in that, so you can thank him for that scary monster. I think that about does it for what I want to point out. Um, yeah. Cool. Wow. I know. Wow. What? What? No pimples? That was, that was short for you. Oh, no, I pimples. Know. no, no, no pimples. No. I'm telling you, there needs to be a pimple pantheon. I mean, what do you want me to say? And if there's not enough gods, I will make my own. <laughs> you could technically create your own religion and have it be polytheistic. And as long as you do it right, it will be acknowledged by the United States as a legitimate religion. I'm doing it, Poseidon. and every single one of them is going to be born from a pimple explosion or something crazy. Father of man, I'm, I'm sorry, but we we we've, we've got freaking. I know it's not been said on the podcast. I want to keep it uh, for if it ever happens. But Maui from Polynesian has the greatest death ever. I just I can't wait. It, I hope it happens this year. I want, I want to talk about it. I will go on a 20-minute diatribe in vivid living color detail. Ooh, vivid. Vivid. Like, not super saturated, right? Like, uh, CSI Miami, that stupid orange filter can go away, but vivid nonetheless. Mmm, I like it. Okay, that was good lore. Yeah, so Dan, go ahead and read the abilities. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Passive, changing tides. Poseidon's movement speed increases and his abilities do additional damage as his tide level increases. Successful basic attacks, wait, yeah, increase his tide and using abilities decreases it. High tide damage, abilities deal up to 20% additional damage at max tide level. High tide speed, movement speed increases up to 15% at max tide level. And the basics attack, basic attacks plus 10% tide level on hit. His first ability, Tidal Surge. Poseidon summons forth a wave that travels in a line, dealing damage and pushing back all enemies in its path. The damage is 100 scaling to 260 plus 70% of your magical power, and it takes away 20% of the meter tide. Trident. Poseidon activates his trident, granting movement speed and his basic attacks fire two additional shots in a spread for 6 seconds. The shots deal magical damage plus 20% of Poseidon's magical power. All shots increase Poseidon. <laughs> Poseidon's Tide on successful hit. Base damage per hit is 30 to 70, lifetime again is 6 seconds, and the movement speed buff is 10, scaling to 30%. Uh, his Whirlpool. Poseidon summons a Whirlpool at his ground target location that cripples targets, preventing movement abilities, and pulls targets toward the center, dealing magical damage every 0.5 seconds for 3 seconds. Reduces Poseidon's Tide meter by 20% when cast. The damage is 15 to 55 plus 15% of your magical power, and the tidal meter decreases 20%. And everybody's favorite ability that one-shots most things, not tanks. Release the Kraken. Poseidon releases the Kraken, damaging and slowing targets in its radius. Enemies in the center of the effect when it spawns take additional damage, are bounced into the air and stunned. The damage is 175 to 315 plus 45% of your magical power. 
there is a slow of 30%, takes away 30% of the tide meter, and the center damage is also 175 to 315 plus 45% of your magical power, and the stun goes up from 1 to 2 seconds. Boom. Alright, so there you go. That's the basics uh, of Poseidon. So, uh, new man, um, you know, you just uh, you know called mid roll. You're you're strolling out into the mid lane. How do you uh you know build out your abilities? What's some you know basic core items in the build and the combos? And, you know how do you play this guy? Sure. So start of the game. The best advice I can give you is at the moment with how Smite is with the current patch, because the one thing that changes is patch by patch the builds are different, like guaranteed. Um, but Mage's Blessing right now is in vogue and really strong, and it's probably something that is going to combine nicely with Poseidon anyway, because it gives you a magical power of 20 magical power and ability bonus damage, as well as giving you mana regen, which is very important for Poseidon. MP5 is going to be a stat that you want in your kit, but you don't want to be looking like you're focusing on it. You want to be looking for power more than anything else. But Mage's Blessing giving you a bit of regen is really good, and also the cooldown reduction is another nice little stat that Poseidon likes to get if you can get hold of it but it's not a priority. Priority really is control, and that's what Poseidon's going to bring. Um, so that's Mage's Blessing. Get that, but you could also look after that and gain some penetration with it too, which we've seen a couple of the builds coming out, which is um, picking up the Magic Focus, which is 650 gold. Now, that'll give you 25 magical power on top and help to work towards your penetration item. Um, that's a good base with one health potion and two mana. You should be pretty good at that point. Or you can go two health, one mana if you think you're going to get poked out by their jungler. That just kind of depends. Um, core items on the guard for the most part is boots, and boots can be situational of either cooldown reduction or for penetration. Depends if you're looking for that power spike and you're going to go cooldown elsewhere, or if you're going to get your penetration online early enough anyway, you can forego getting the penetration boots, so you can get cooldown boots and go straight into pen afterwards. Other core items that you're going to want is Gem of Isolation, is a really good go-to item on Poseidon. It allows him to give even more utility to his abilities, including his trident, his second ability, which means that he's going to be able to slow people with basic attacks for a few seconds, can be really impactful too. Um, plus it gives him a bit of health and crowd control reduction, so he survives a little bit longer. Other items in the build are very flexible. You can go for um, things such as cooldown reduction, Chronos Pendants, really good for that if you want to go that route. Rudder to Hoot is really good for big bursts of damage at low health targets and a ridiculous amount of power. Soul Reaver's pretty good, as Poseidon does have four damaging abilities. The more damaging abilities you've got, the better Soul Reaver really gets on anyone. It's one of the reasons why Terror is so good. Um, and other situational items, if you, it depends on what kind of build you want to go, because if you want to go for a mobility build, you can look at running things like some of the rings, like Shaman's Ring is really good on Poseidon. Mobility can be an option, and if you're going to go the mobility builder, you're probably going to want to level your Trident second, after leveling your Whirlpool. Um, when you get to the lane, though, Whirlpool should be the thing you level the quickest, but you don't start level one with Whirlpool. You should be looking at taking your first ability at the start of the wave, Tidal Surge. reason for this is all about the cooldown reduction and the burst damage, and there's a little bit of a bonus to this as well, which is the fact that it knocks back minions and players with that first ability. So when you actually hit the minion wave, funny enough, if you walk up to the very first minion wave and press your first ability against it, what will happen with Tidal Surge is the archers that you will hit on the enemy team will be pushed just out of range of that of your archers, which means they're not going to deal damage for a second and give you pr uh, more power in that lane of clearing it a little bit quicker. Now, 
you should go. You should take the first point in to tidal surge, then max out whirlpool and trident. Um, is the last ability you'll take. So you'll go one, three, two, and then you'll max whirlpool and crack enough cooldown. And it's kind of situational. Do you want to match your tidal surge or do you want to match your movement speed from your trident? I'm a big fan of movement speed from trident, but it's really like based off how the game's going. Um, there's a lot of trickiness to Poseidon too, but at the start, I'd say take your one, clear the speed buff with the jungler, like throw it out. Make sure the jungler knows you've got your one too, because some junglers are idiots and don't realize it. Um, and then <laughs> miss because you knock back the camp, right? Like that's going to happen. Um, but take your one. You can take your cripple at the start. You can take whirlpool for a bit more safety if you want to. Your clear is going to be a little bit slower because of it, but it is good in matches against people like Agni which means he can't dash through the minion wave if you've got your word pulled down. So some matchup specific, you may want to change which ability you take. That makes sense. I know one of the most important things uh, with Poseidon is realizing that your passive is actually, you've got to be pretty active with that and paying attention to that because that, that bonus damage is extremely important. It's very potent, but a lot of people get in the trap of um, trying to keep it maxed to use with Kraken. Now, Here's, here's the funny thing is that if you Whirlpool Kraken, you don't have it maxed anymore because your Whirlpool mm -hmm. takes away Tide, which means you're never getting the full Kraken damage anyway, right? Yeah. So th the best Krakens are the raw Krakens, but you never see a pro player use a raw Kraken unless there is nothing else to do, right? They will always Whirlpool first. So even though the Tide meter will give you bonus damage, trying to raw Kraken means there's more chance of it missing and fucking up and you wasting your Kraken than it is to Whirlpool first wait for a tick of damage to confirm that they got hit by the cripple and can't just jump out and then unleash the Kraken and at least get the Aegis. Yeah, I know if you get a, you know, Magus on with that Whirlpool too, get get a couple ticks in there and then release that Kraken, oh, yeah. you make up for that damage. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just a little bit. Yeah, one of the, one of the best uh, little combos you can do with that is uh, Spear the Magus is definitely one of the best go-to items of Poseidon just because of the tick damage of the three, but it does so much burst when you get one or two ticks of that off. If you really want to play it well, drop the Whirlpool and land two basic attacks, and that will give you enough for a full Kraken again, which will be at the limit, um, and consume 30%. But sometimes just having that filled is good for the mobility aspects of Trident, especially if you're going to go Polynomicon, like Ring Rush. That's what I love about Poseidon. There's just so many stupid builds you can do that are all yes. not necessarily as stupid as they sound on paper when you use them, and you're like, wow, this is really good. Mm. That's yeah, one of the most aggravating awesome. builds. It's like the attack speed mobility build with him. Yeah. Uh, it's just so annoying. Can I jump to teach you about the Lord and Savior of the Mage item right now? That is Celestial Legion Helm. Yeah. Have you guys been using that just lately no. on your mages? No, I haven't. I would like to advise you all after getting your boots to get yourself a Celestial Legion Helm and enjoy the game. That's <laughs> all you've got to do. You'll feel so much different. You'll be like a new man, a new mage in the game oh, when you build I'm, yourself I'm a, a Celestial Legion Helm. Just for people who don't know what this is, it is. it costs 2,050 gold. It is 60 magical power and 40 physical protection and 20 MP5. Now, you remember me saying about Poseidon MP5? Well, most mages give a shit about MP5, but they have to get it you know, quickly and get it without like costing a deficit. Um, so 20 MP5 is a huge yeah, especially chunk. Especially for 60 power. Uh, yeah, and not only that, you get 40 physical protection, which can be good against assassins in the early game and nerf some of their damage down, or against warriors if you get any of those. Lord um, knows Guy loves feeding the assassin early game. <laughs> but not just that, the, the passive <laughs> of this, which is every two seconds you receive a stack of 10 physical protections 
up to a max of five stacks, right? So that's 50 physical protections you can get from this item are removed upon taking damage from gods. Stacks can only be gained after not taking physical damage from gods for five seconds. So you gain 10 physical protections up to five stacks. So this means this is, if you think about it, like when you go into a fight after respawn and just get into the fight, this item is 60 magical power, 90 physical protections, mm -hmm. and 20 MP5. In early game, when they only have they like won't kill you. It's just... Hunters don't hurt you because they don't build pen that quickly anymore. They go for more of a crit option at the start most of the time or work on getting the stacks online. So they won't have any form of um, penetration and assassins won't swing as hard at you. And even if you feel like you got swung at hard at already, by the time he's disengaged and you lived, you started stacking up your physical protections again. So you're really tanky again for the next engagement. <laughs> and it works yeah. on every mage. And, and you know, just the other nice oh, thing is, is the protection it gives you from minions too. I mean, you got yeah. big area abilities. You're going to be taking shots from minions because you're uh -huh. hitting the enemy gods. All right, we'll be throwing them on our posh here later on. Yeah, yeah. it's we'll it's not. We'll do it. If, if you're going to do the our posh, pick up. Um, God, what else do you want to get with that? After going Celestia, I'll give you the build now if you want. <laughs> yeah. right. So it's Mage's blessing. Start off with a bit of pen because that's always useful. So get yourself a. Magic focus, leave that at rank one. Full boots online, because that's standard. No one's an idiot. We buy boots in this game. <laughs> we don't just ignore it. Um, after getting your boots, pick up Celestial Legion Helm. And then after Celestial Legion Helm, you're going to pick up, I'm pretty sure, I always forget the name of this item. I don't know why. It's because it keeps changing names. Get a Void Stone. That's 2150 gold. So then you've got your magical defense with power. You've got a bit of health on it too. You've got protections out your anus in terms of physical to keep yourself alive. And then you build, you finish off your penetration item into the likes of an ob shard, or you can go for spear if you need spear or spear, spear desolations. Go any of those routes and then get a rudder to hooty or whatever you want. The last item doesn't matter. At that point, the team's going to be bored of dying and you living over and over again because you won't die anymore. It's insane. We're about to hit tank meta, boys and girls. And, uh, it's coming through quick, trust me. Oh, good. Oh, yes. Being being a resident support, I like hearing that. No, you don't as a support player. Support players, we like to be able to burst targets down too, and when they get tanky, we can't kill them either, and we're like, well, poop, this is shit. Uh, it'd be you nice know? not yeah, to but that's die. That's when, you know, you, you know, Kepri and Ymir just get into the dance party in the jungle, because, you know, they, they yeah. can't do anything to each yeah. other. That's true. Everybody else is dead, and it's just two supports staring at each other, like, well, how was your day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My team didn't do so well either. Yeah, you got. Did you did you forget to call as well? Yeah, you did. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yamir is here. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny because I've converted to Yamirs in in, our, in some Joust games over the last <gasps> couple months, where it's just like I think I was oh playing Guan Yu both times, and it was just one of those things where we're over in a jungle, and he's like, "Dude, you guys just raped my team again, and I'm still alive." And if I start jumping and, and like attacking my own Phoenix, will you be my friend? I'm like, yes, yes, I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, um, la last question here. Uh, you stroll out into mid lane or whatever game mode you're in, or even sometimes solo lane these days, and they're on the enemy side as a Poseidon. What's uh, a key thing or two to uh, do to counter him? Mm, all depends on what god you're playing. I guess if. Um... I don't know, the gods that I think are good against Poseidon and cause a lot of problems for him. Hercules has a 50-50 matchup against him, and I really like playing that 50-50 matchup, <laughs> but 
Herc actually struggles against Poseidon, but I love picking Hercules into Poseidon just because if he's not good enough, you can survive all his damage and make his world hell. Um, Godsmith Mobility are useful, but generally Mobility that doesn't get affected by Cripple is the best types. Um, so speed up slowdowns is good. Um, such as like Scardy is a pretty good one because the dog can chase through the whirlpools and things. Um, I'm trying to think of what who would have really loved whenever he gets Poseidon to just shut his ass down. Naja. Naja. Naja's pr- pretty good. He's good of a game in the range of the Sash. Odin's good as always. Um, generally a lot of the Guardians don't really have too many issues with it. As long as you play the Guardian well and wait out the cripples. The main thing you've got to do against Poseidon is to wait out the cripple. Um, mm-hmm. Then go aggressive. Don't be trying to make a play when he's got his when he's got his whirlpool up, because if his whirlpool's up, he's in a bit of trouble. Um, and don't let him free cast. Like you want someone in his face at all times. If you're playing a supportive god or a tank, go get in Poseidon's face so he's distracted from going. Hmm, can I whirlpool kraken here? Because that's all they want to do. You've ever played Poseidon? Yeah, yeah. All you want to do is go whirlpool kraken. My job's done. You know, <laughs> like I got nothing else, boys. I'm off. I'm gonna go farm red buff. Like that's legit. All that Poseidon does is whirlpool crackle. So if you can stop him going, can I do a Whirlpool Kraken here for just a second? You are helping your team. And the longer those few seconds last, the more, like, Poseidon can't do. Um, biggest thing about him, though, is getting range and getting to CC range with him. You're going to eat some damage, but be prepared for his Kraken combo. If you can make him use it defensively, it's probably not going to kill you as quick as it's going to kill a teammate. And it means your carries can get a lot more damage off in the fights. All right. So last question. Favorite skin. I don't have a favorite skin. I like it's funny because I've done it, I've been in the game so long now and because I do patch notes and I see all the skins that come out, it's always changing. I can suggest the skin that I really want because I keep pitching it. Go I'm going to pitch it, it everywhere is Geb plushy. I want yes. plushy Geb. So right? oh, the plush like, guardians are awesome. I want one for every I guardian. know. Me too, but like plushy Geb is on my list because he's not a skin in a while. And I'd love to see Rollout be a ball of yarn that leaves a little trail behind. Oh, yeah! Right? Like, he'd just be a giant ball of yarn that rolls around. That um, would be great. It just sounds entertaining to me, where I'm like, yeah, plushy Gab sounds great. I'm pitching it, it'll probably never happen, but who knows. <laughs> Alright, so I know your time's running out here, so I know you said earlier that you don't like to, you know, th- uh, publicize your own stuff, but I'm gonna, I want you to go ahead and do that. You know, where where can people find you on twitter Shut you know, <laughs> i know you got the podcast you, you got the the hindu fm i, I was listening to that God, the hindu the other FM. Day. yeah and i get to i was on there the other day you were it's i remember that that I see, reminds I me i gotta ago. go clip what you said to him about his vibrator uh, <laughs> 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 it was that one no legit you got on air and immediately there was a buzzing in the background and i'm like <laughs> What the fuck is he jacking off with a vibrator? Like, I was on is my he, phone, is he with a and my phone got like on. a notification, and I was like, "Oh well, shit!" So <laughs> got your flashlight out. What's wrong with you? He was. I was just so excited that I was on Hindu FM. I couldn't. No, no, listen, myself, listen. That, that show is a risky show that I do, which is Hindu FM. It's really just a radio show where I just give the chance for anyone to call up and talk shit about Smite, right? Like. It's a sort of, sort of an open court, right? Where you can just call up, talk Oof. about skins, talk about UI, good, bag, whatever. Just say what you want to say. But by doing a show like that, I am literally doing that live and I don't have anyone pre-screening my calls and shit like that, right? <laughs> so yeah. I always go with the possibility of someone's going to try and fuck with me on the show so I'm prepared for it, right? So when I hear that vibrating noise in the background, 
I'm already like, what is going on in this call right now? Is this some <laughs> weird shit and junk? So I try and get ahead of it at that point, and I'm like, what are you doing? Is that vibrator? Like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> don't be starting this shit with me, boys. That was because Dan uh, was lonely, single, and didn't have a job. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah. Well, how can people get a hold of you? So I work a lot for, uh, obviously, for Smite Hi-Res Studios. Um, I'm part of Skillshot, which is a subsidiary of Hi-Res, just like Titanforge is, basically. Um, but we work on all the esports and production side of things, so we make content and shows and have casters and things like that. So you can always find me at Skillshot. Uh, my Twitter account is at Hinduman underscore. It used to be at Hi-Res Hinduman, but I'm no longer technically Hi-Res. I'm technically Skillshot, but I'm not going to put SS in my name because we fought the Germans. I am not a Nazi. <laughs> so when we chased yeah. the Skillshot, I was like, yeah, SS Hindu man sounds like a ship or someone that's part of the Gestapo. <laughs> I'm not having either of those things. No, we won the war. It's okay. We can say us. We're not going to do it. Um, so yeah, you can find me uh, Hindu man underscore on Twitter. Um, I'm on YouTube under Hindu man as well, I believe, but I don't do too much YouTube stuff. Although there may be more stuff in the foreseeable future. I'm thinking about bringing back viewer game analysis. Ooh. And uh, yeah, you can find me in uh, Smite Games randomly feeding. But the good news is they put in gifting in the game now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, gifting's so, been out for two days and I haven't gotten a gift. I think everybody uh, deserves to. I'm going to say, you know, that, you know that pentakill I talked about earlier, by the way, where I watched that guy like steal the pentakill? After the game, I gave the Ramana a gift. It was my first gift, and I gave him and went. <laughs> and the, feel so I bad felt bad that he lost his pen, I'm like, hey, have a 400 gem gift. I hope you get something good. Like, there you go. Uh, Just to cheer oh, you up yeah. after losing your pen. Hopefully oh. you don't get a three-day booster. Here you go. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, real quick, tell him to, tell him to take the... the, the th- the thirty pack of experience boosters out. Yeah, I don't. If I get one more XP booster. I swear, I'm going to literally are you get- punch a hole through my computer. Are you getting those boosts? That they have to put something in there that if you gift it to a friend, they can still get the chest. Is the problem? You with me? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think it's the, it's that particular chest. Right. Uh, it them, but it's in like one. you know your 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 first your your wins chest. You know, and you get to that. All right, I'm gonna get something cool and and thirty experience boost. Oh. Joy, I'm going to be Man. level 128 instead of 127. <laughs> I am really looking forward yeah, to I'm... using my 97 XP boosters to get that uh, that I new title they put out for the level rewards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really like the gifting thing. I, I, hopefully they expand it to where you can actually give like chests that are in the store for sale and like the Harris Odyssey skins would be cool to give those to people. Yeah, I mean, I will say like on the on the chest system of like, you know, having boosters and shit in there. Obviously, you get a lot. Of free, we we give a lot of free shit out as a company, but it's also got to earn money too. And it can't mm-hmm. like there's got to be Philly shit somewhere along the way. I guess yeah. is the oh, worst yeah. way of putting it. It's consumerism, you know, and like yeah. and, and in everything the end, does when you it. Get something good, it just makes it all the better. Like like I still had three hundred things to go, and I just got General Noceros. Yeah, you know, screw all you all that don't have it. <laughs> must must be nice. <laughs> three I feel two like things left in the chest didn't get Noceros. Yeah, get a boost, get a booster when you've still got things to unlock in like a chest or something. I think that's rough, but I don't think I don't think it's a bad thing when you get given free chest rolls and there's a chance you'll get something yeah. good, but you may just right. get a booster, you know? Maybe you get boosters too often, but then that's not my I don't mind any don't of the, the other dynamic. boosters, just, just the XP booster. Do away with the experience. <laughs> like I don't have that many new friends that I, I need to boost up. But you, you still want to experience to get the title, right? You want to be 160 and be like, look at me, I've been playing since day one, no one <laughs> right. knows, you know? I That's want to right, be godlike, godlike guy all smarty. I want my, I want my point booster so I can get the thing. I, I play all the damn time and I'm still at, se- I'm only at 70,000. I'm like, 
I I don't think I'm going to squeeze this yeah, out that, unless I, I got get it a divorce ago. here. And, get good. <laughs> that's what's going to happen if I get it. Right. I got it months ago. Yeah, well, some of us have to work whether it rains or not. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would call it everything. About, what are you laughing about, Dan? Some of us have to work for you. <laughs> hey, I work. I got a everyone, job, boy. Everyone got to enjoy Hyrule's Expo, and I had to work it. Think about yeah. me. Like, uh, <laughs> come on. All right, man. Well, hey, I, I don't want to keep you past your subscribe time here. It's been a yeah, very, very much pleasure and honor to have you on the show. So. Uh, maybe we'll have you back on someday. You, yeah, I don't, I don't think you were too bad. I think, I think we can Dad, haven't you learned? I'm he said not to him. be nice to him. Yeah, he okay. you fucking just suck. Get out of here. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, let me just write down that account name real quick. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, Something mm. about once more boosters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm never getting a skin out of that victory once chest again. Once more boosters and plays with vibrators. Two weeks from now, oh, yeah. I have 300 experience boosters. <laughs> I, just, I just increased the drop rate of boosters only on all the accounts. And I'm like, there you go. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you said way more boosters. Oh, you were right. Then I am a fucking idiot and shouldn't be here, shouldn't I? Yeah. Well, at least I lived up to my name then, you know? <laughs> all right. All right, man. Well, hey. Peace out. Have, have a great yes, night. Sir. Again, thanks for coming on. Now we're going to get into one of my favorite sections, Games of the Week. Because, well, unlike Guy, I remember some of the cool things that happen. And sometimes I even know to write them down, too, so I don't forget. Just so much cool shit happens to me. I mean... Yeah, just so just... much. So much. So I'm going to start off this week because I got a couple interesting things here that happen. So first off... We haven't played much rank this season at all, actually, as a, as a group. And well, it was about a month ago, we decided, let's do some rank joust. And, we, you know, we all get qualified. We all qualify right around each other, silver and gold. You know, it's all, it's all good. And then, um, what is it? Dan, Dicey, Guy, and Yuki just blow the rest of us out of the water. And, you know, just playing amongst them, those, you know, Three out of those four, and you know they're all up in platinum. I'm like, oh, thanks. Um, Actually, we all we silver. all four queued. We uh we cheated so that we could get to plat, yeah. so that we didn't have to play with you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So leaves me out here in yield most of the time. Um, solo queuing. I'm like, wow. Now I'm solo <laughs> queuing for Joust, the one that I can queue with friends. Feels bad. I'm Not solo really. Queuing it. GG. But Dirt Naps mom. Gave me some advice, like, well, if you're tired of getting all these, you know, bad random players, which I've had some lately, um, not not gonna throw any shade on them. Then, you know, hey, it's the no, if you say randoms but, are bad, people will be mad at you. But nobody's bad. I listened to Dirt Nap Mom's advice, which was when you come across good players, make friends with them. And I did. Wait, I got into this rank job. Supposed to be social now. And Yes, dude, I'm I'm solo queued. I'm in a rank joust, and I'm looking at the picks and bands. And at first, I had my mic muted just because I got a lot of background noise. You know, when I'm not recording, I have background noise when I am recording. But I'm looking at the picks and bands, and I'm like, we got first pick, and he wanted a mage, but Bacchus wasn't banned. I'm like fumbling to get my mic unmuted. I'm like, pick Bacchus, I'll play him. And I'm like, I, I even know how to I know how to make the trade happen because trades are broken right now. Uh, which, by the way, you got to just go back to the God selection screen where it's the whole list of them. Click on the God icon and that'll send the trade invite over. 
Yeah, click the yeah. god you want to trade. It's not for. broken. They just changed it, but failed to tell anybody. Oh, is that what it is? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. We should have asked Tintin. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so I got to play Bacchus, and uh, I picked him Toth, and we we switched around. And you know, I know after playing Bacchus time and time in Joust, whether it's you know casual or ranked, you build mage and just kill the snot out of people, but. The support in me just can't come to do that. <laughs> I build tank. And I built full on tank in this match almost, I think. I mean, I was I, I just I just couldn't bring myself to bear to, you know, build blaster with it. And I'm looking at it and I'm just like, you know what? We go in, we're talking on the mic. Actually all three of us end up getting on mic and we're, you know, we're chit-chatting away. And you know, kind of getting things going, and all of a sudden, our our what was it? Our Neath stopped talking, and then starts porting back home, and an ally has left the game, and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> um, well, let's defense it up a little bit, you know. We'll we'll clear it, finish this wave, and we'll pause it. Maybe he'll get back in. Nope, all right, he doesn't get back in. Game starts fighting again. And me and him just started kicking ass. Oh my god. It was amazing. It, it just the two of us were just tearing these three up. And then Arneath comes back and it's like, alright, game on now. Let's just say I finished the game 9-0 and 11. Oof. It, full tank. I, I don't think I built any any fun stuff. I'm just like, this is just there was one point where I was at like 20% health and I seen the three of them. I'm like, I can kill one, maybe two of them. They're not going to kill me. I got this. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I went in, I started dropping bodies and um, yeah, they didn't kill me at all. It, it was just a great game. Everything was just working out. Not perfectly. There was a few, a uh, few of my alts where I was, Wanted to get two, but some creative body blocking from uh, one of the healthier enemies, you know, kept me from getting to that right point. But, uh, you know, it was still fun. Still fun. You know, now I know. Um, so then, hey, let, let's group up and do another one. So I'm fumbling through trying to get, and this is life on console, especially after a patch where it made it harder, trying to get everybody back in the group. And I managed only to get the toast back in. So, all right. So uh, his his name was uh, I believe Elite Beast. So high fives, hats off to you, buddy. We get into another one, just the two of us, and again we get first pick. And I'm like, Al Posh wasn't banned. I know our third guy called Mage, but give me a second. I pop over to the the general chat. I'm like, Hey, do you want Al Posh? Because we're picking him, and if not, you know, just take somebody else. And he switched to you know Guardian or something like that. We're like, All right, cool picked Al Plosh, traded it to me, and um, yeah, I, I did pretty good. I, I went 5-1-7, and seven, you know. Uh, I remembered after the game started that I had him on instant cast and not to double tap my buttons, because why are my corpses not flying <laughs> out? Okay, all right, all right, I'm settled. I'm good now. And uh, yeah, that, that was another fun game, just blowing the shit out of them. Uh, game ended on a uh, really nice double kill under their, their tier one tower, and and there, it was 12 minutes in. They're like, yeah, okay, we're done with this. We're oh, out. Yeah. Peace. And, uh, you know, picked up that win. 
otherwise, you know, just a couple small things. I played Tear and Assault. I didn't bitch. Didn't bitch at all, actually. And, and Dan even witnessed uh, some very good plays on my part, didn't you, Dan? Mm-hmm. You actually did things that looked like Tear tried to do them. Yeah. High five. I was like, I kind of, he's kind of falling in line for me a little bit. So that, that's kind of nice. And, um, yeah, let me see. Oh, I, I, I played the monkey, Yuki. And guy doesn't owe me 20 bucks or whatever the hell I told him he would have to give me if, if my alt got interrupted. My, none of my alts got interrupted. So I, I, I was okay. <laughs> All right. I remember that game. The worst part about that, why I don't like the monkey, is I was going up one-on-one versus their Erlang, I think it was, and I jump up into the air, and as, I, as soon as I start to jump up, oh, yeah, made it back. their hunter comes around the corner, and while I'm in the air the whole time, my whole life bar, just from him attacking me, gone. I'm like, oh, you know, at least I, I did get my smash off, but I died immediately <laughs> then. I was like, you know, like, you know. He wasn't there, and then he was after the jump started, and there was nothing I could do until, yeah. But yeah, the monkey's just not my style. Yeah, he, he is strong. I got, you know, gotta give him props on that. Uh, I still don't know why you and the monkey yeah, can't click. Yeah, you know, it's just a style thing. I think you know. I mean, yeah, I like his alt. You know, I just have the unfortunate luck of having it interrupted a lot. But <laughs> how about uh, you, Dan? How your game's been this week? You know, honestly, I really don't remember terribly many games, and Smite Guru is down. I just started working third shifts, and my brain doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I've been having fun and playing as many games as I really can bear. And, uh, I don't know, it's been pretty back and forth, winning and losing. Some of them were pretty bad, and some of them were pretty fun. Uh, I had one game where I couldn't hit an Axe but I could hit everything else, and I still managed to make it work as best I could, but then in the end of the game, things just went downhill, because I couldn't hit an Axe. Yeah, I remember. Is that the one where we, you were playing Uller and I was playing Izzy? Yeah. And Guy was playing Ares. You know, it was, oh, we, we wanted to try out the new skins, and Dan's like, no, no, I gotta play Uller yet. <laughs> yeah, I needed to finish my Harrow's Quest so I could get that, that punt. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, let, let's try. We actually did really good for a, a good portion of it, but then I started the match off like seven and zero, oh, and then we fucking lost. Yeah, like I went hard. Seven, seven and nine in that. It was just, I forget what they had, but and it's not showing up here yet on the PlayStation for whatever reason. But yeah, that's not working either. Yeah. So technology, gotta love yeah. it when it works. How about you, Beagle? Any any. Moments of glory this week in Supernet. I mean, Smite. I hate you a lot, but um, uh, well, I mean, I really haven't been playing much. Just really have have not really been into it. Yeah, that's why I took a break. But today I did play a game just so I could get that stupid Kuzumo skin before I forgot. <laughs> did you just say and stupid? Best Kuzumo I'm offended. skin Don't ever. Don't you mean most awesome ever? Throwing it's snowballs like at people? Stupid as in I don't like the it. Snowball like nanes are the best. <laughs> not stupid as in I don't like it. Just saying stupid because I say stupid. Because you're a teenager. Because I am stupid. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, I went 11 and 2, and I haven't really played in a bit, so I was kind of surprised that I actually did pretty okay. <laughs> I had some nice teammates who really actually 
they were really nice and like would actually work together instead of screaming at each other like freaking idiots. And we won, even though it was just an arena. But whatever, I'll take the win. Yeah. And uh I mean I played two jousts with I think Dan and Dad. I don't know. I don't it doesn't show me anything. And I went a total of both of those both of those games I went twelve one and twelve. Put those games together. Oh so. yeah. Every kill. That's pretty cool. But yeah, that's really it. I didn't really do anything amazing. Hmm. I've been playing more games like Black Ops 4. Somebody said that they saw me on there. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. In the, someone commented on the YouTube channel like, I've seen Beagle Girl in Black Ops. <laughs> <laughs> or God, whatever the hell you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, whatever, yeah, that, that you new fangled skin, case. I, I used that uh, last night, wasn't it, Guy? we had That was a 10 minutes yeah. ago. Right? I think you were yeah. playing Quash. <laughs> I, I do like Yuzabelle. it. Oh, yeah, it was like 11 to nothing, 9 to nothing. I don't know what the score was. And I was like, well, these guys are about to surrender. It was like 940. I was going to go do the bull demon just to add insult to injury. And as soon as I got there, they fucking surrendered. And I was like, bitches. I was just having fun throwing snowballs at people. Was I Hebo? I I think I was Hebo. Or was that a different game? No, you weren't Hebo. You weren't Hebo. That was a different game. You were were probably watching. You were Uller. I was watching that game. I thought he was. You were Uller, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, we were just standing in front of their tower, killing them nonstop. That's why they yeah. quit. Yeah, I remember. Dude, yeah, I, I was had some great, yeah. great wraparound shots with, with the Nene and got them back behind their tower even. And if it wouldn't have been for that damn Phoenix, I would have had them. And that meddling Phoenix, too. How about you, Yuki? Any, any specifics this week? Well, I decided this week, after my hiatus from Smite, I got so sick of seeing Loki in my game. But then I thought, if I'm the Loki, then I'm the Loki. There won't be others. So twice, played Conquest, twice, Loki solo. Uh, Once, it was just a snowball downhill, because we just destroyed them. And the other one we lost, we had someone locked in Hell's support, and I was Loki solo, So and they didn't build any tank items, and that just... I mean, I wouldn't say it's directly her fault, but... uh. We we didn't have the CC and we didn't steamroll with the damage like we would have had to to win that game early. Um, but yeah, it's, like, I I was playing carry there and it started off. Good. Yeah, you got she had first and then kill she time, just right? she just disappeared. But the Aries stayed in my lane and I'm just like, all right, mm. I'm back to tower. I go. I have nothing against two yeah. people. Oh. And Theoretically, or ideally, we would be gaining pressure in mid or somewhere else. But I think she wound up leaving and dying. Um, if she she just didn't. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I was watching that, and I saw her up at their freaking XP camps, their back ones, and I'm like, "What is yeah, she doing yeah. up there?" Like, but uh. Dad's over here fighting both of yeah. them. So is it, is it? She's up there. Well, no, not both of them, because their carry also went over to help kill her, because she did die because she was up there by herself. Yeah, like like yeah. like the back harpies. She was like, one of those people yeah. that spammed group up and ran away from her team. Yeah. <laughs> one of those good old people. Mm-hmm. My favorite. So, as someone who doesn't play Loki ever, because I find him annoying, uh, I don't really find him fun to play play with, against, or be, but uh, uh, it kind of proves the point that, yep, never plays Loki, can play Loki well enough, 
in Conquest to do what Loki does in Conquest. So, I'll probably go away from that. I did it just to be kind of spiteful to myself and to the game. Uh, but other than that, had some jousts. Um, me and Dan were kicking ass and taking names there. Worked, worked pretty well. My joust elo is like 3,000. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Joust my highest elo I have. So that's pretty much yeah, it for my games of the week. They've been a little light. Um, I've been playing like maybe one or two every day. Uh, but getting getting cranked back up on it. Been moving. That's been slowing me down from playing as much as I want. Mr. Humble? Oh, man, you know, just uh, still trying to grind off Wash up to that number one spot. Still just stuck at number three right now. I was, like, I was only like 125 points behind number one as of last night. I haven't looked today. Maybe if I just wait around long enough, they'll lose enough, and I'll just take number one. <laughs> but, uh, I mean. G- guys uh, doing some it. rain dances. That's right. <laughs> Come on, right. no work, no work. Lots of rain. That's right. No. But, uh, oh, yeah, I seen you posted something about tornadoes. It is. It's actually raining here today, and it's supposed to rain tomorrow. But, uh. I don't understand the weather anymore. Um, pretty big storm going through the yeah. country right now if you're on the East Coast or somewhere anywhere in the East, really. Um, I mean, that's about it. I like a lot of the new skins. Been playing a lot of the new skins. Ares, the Izanami. Haven't played the Jean Quay yet. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Ground and right. Playing with some of the split push folks. Mm-hmm. Just having some fun, as always. Playing with the, the randoms. You know, I love the randoms. <laughs> always love them. Sometimes. Yeah, it's hit or miss. Oh, hit or miss. Always it is. I find I, I hit more than I yeah, miss, though. I, 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 I always give them better. I think we really do. It's just it's, it's just those bad ones really out. stick yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. All right. So, um, Yuki, you had some uh, some tidbits here you wanted to share before we wrap well, I got up, a, right? I got a list of things. I got a list. First thing a on the list. list. Um, He's got um, a list. Everybody, checking it twice. make sure you go into your rewards and... On the bottom menu where you would look to for chests and daily unlocks, all that stuff, make sure you collect your level up bonuses, because unless Hyrus decides to fix it, you will not get any of the ones that are below your level. Uh, being level 147, uh, that means I missed such great, fantastic things as 300 gems, a half off any skin token, a whole bunch of, uh, recalls, a bunch of other stuff, uh, Half free voice pack, half off any chest, and an additional half off any skin. So, in a bunch of Enigma chests. So, make sure you're collecting them. Um, hopefully, they'll give them to us at some point. That is a lot of free crap that we don't get because we've been playing the game. Mm-hmm. I want that godlike yeah, I, I got the now, divine yeah. one. Um, next up on the list Getting is there, definitely podcast related here. And that is, we will, at the start of Season 6, the first patch note show for Season 6, 6.1. We will have a new intro, and we're looking forward to seeing how y'all like it. Uh, I would say a lot of time and effort's gone on to it, but I've got most of the stuff selected and, and procrastinating. So we'll have it out on time, though. Um, as far as uh, our guest was concerned for tonight... Yuki Hindu, doesn't get uh, anything done unless it's the last minute. Yeah, no, nah, it's mostly done. Um, Hindu <laughs> decided to grace us since our podcast comes out on Mondays with some foreknowledge, so... We learned about this ahead of time, and you will hear it late. So take it for what it is. 
Um, Arachne in the next patch will be getting an ult to a uh, buff to her ult. So it's good to see. Apparently it's going to be fairly disgusting, which is great because I think Arachne hasn't seen enough play recently. Uh, there's going to be a new adventure for Camelot dealing with Arthur and Merlin releases. Thor's getting buffed some more because he's not annoying enough. Uh, good old Jing Ten getting some buffs, which is awesome. I uh, didn't see a lot of him at all this season, but I love the hell out of him. He's so much fun to it play. Is one of my favorites. Yeah. He did say the Thor was a quality of life more than a buff. Yeah, but it's a Thor Let's buff. See what that is. It's a Thor buff. Um, and the big news with Arthur coming out, it was awesome to learn ahead of time here that uh, Arthur will st- switch stances every time you cast an ability. And when you switch stances, the you don't have the cooldowns don't persist like current stance switchers. So in theory, if you have enough mana, you can basically constantly cast an infinite number of abilities in a chain. So that's pretty fucking sweet. Uh, I mean, it's going to be just think of any of your melee fighters. I'm, I'm thinking more like the, as far as like how the animations and styling work, I'm thinking more like Kratos from God of War, where if you get really fluid with it, you can be constantly attacking. Um, that's going to be pretty sick to see. And uh, it was awesome. They dropped that on us. Cause it's cool. Now we get to squeal to ourselves until patch is released. Looking forward to watching that yes. patch note show tomorrow. I mean, um, three days yeah, ago. Three days ago. Yeah. In the real world, <laughs> three days ago. I want to go back to this uh, Dan's vibe. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hindu Man brought up uh, Dirtnap's Dan called into Hindu FM and apparently felt the need to leave his vibrator out on the counter and buzzing. Um, I, I was just so excited to be on air. Know, you know? But, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> Dan's a single and ready to mingle and lonely and had it had no Sounds job like he's a freak and, and, and ladies he has he a has job. a job now oh he's worth shit. it he's worth at least a mcdonald's meal you can get you can get cheese on Ooh. that now girls yeah not give just a, a happy couple, meal give, anymore give a couple weeks and maybe even get some bacon too. whoa whoa all right that's too much too much <laughs> Yeah, no, you're pushing, pushing it. it. Yeah, you're kind of pushing it. I'm not going to lie. He's still got to buy gems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that he's gem st- money. He still wants to get this Aries. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap on up. So, um, Guy, how can people get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at GSmitey. You can find me on PlayStation at GuyAJ78. And I promise I'm going to get on Xbox. One day, liar. Hey, I might be. I might be joining here, you sooner rather than later. I got like. A, I'm like sitting here looking at a one year subscription card. I just I've had for like a month and have not put it on. I, I'm looking at crossplay and Sony sucks. But when I do, you can find me on there at Guy All Smite. Dan, you can find me on the Twitterverse at Split Push Podcast with no A. Although it seems as though we have decided that multiple people will be also working on that, so that we're a little more active. Because I suck at social media. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, and you can find me on PlayStation at DirtXNapXDan. And when crossplay comes out, you'll find me on PC because then I can play with other people and not be stuck on Sony shit fucking shit. <laughs> and uh, that will be just DirtNapDan with no X's. And Yuki? You can find me on Twitter at YukiGame22 or RyukutsaYuki. And you can find me on PlayStation 4, Ryukuts underscore Yuki. And you might be able to find me soon on Xbox, because PlayStation sucks. Sorry, PlayStation sucks. Sony sucks. 
PlayStation yeah. I respect, but Sony, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, the next person up is Beagle Girl. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Beagle underscore Girl 27 and PlayStation at Beagle underscore Girl 2780. And uh, just a reminder, like I like said last time, how half the time I'm never even around when I get invite. I'm sorry. I... And sometimes I also leave Smite open so people think I'm on Smite, but I'm really, like, watching Netflix or YouTube, going to bed or something. We're supernatural. Again, I still get that invite every day, like, 6 in the morning. Although this time he invited me to play Black Ops 4, so he's changing it up. <laughs> so he's changing it up. I like the style, you know. And then but I've also uh, just now like, I'm at work not. during those times and then coming home to die. Wow. Dan <laughs> does, like, adult things. No, he's a, like He's a big boy things, now. <laughs> All right, last up, it's uh, the old man here, Dirtnap's dad himself. You can find me on Twitter and on the PlayStation at dirt underscore naps underscore dad. You can email us uh, here at community at splitpushpodcast.com. You can find our YouTube channel now, which I have pinned to my tweet. Uh, or if you need a link, you know, just let me know. I'll get you one. Uh, hop in our Discord. Oh, hats off to, uh, I want to say Yonzi2000 or something like that. I don't remember the full name. He was uh, the mm, PC yeah. winner of the code we put in last week. Um, so hats off to him. I don't know. I have not heard wind of any PS4 or uh, Xbox claiming it yet, so it might still be out there. Who knows? I'm about to go listen to that episode. First uh, time I'm going to listen to one of our own episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of codes, are you giving another one out this week? Oh, you know, I I think we're going to go ahead and put that in the Discord here this week. So uh, make sure you hop in there. Discord needs a little more action. Yeah, we're going to put in the, the, what is it, the Pixel Thor into the Discord here uh, this week. So you can go in there and, you know, hit the little React button you know, a little thing to it, and uh, I will draw a winner, uh, you know, next recording. So, okay, yeah. it's a parade. Uh, last off, um, you know, when you guys are hearing this, it's going to be like, uh, you know, the day or two before Christmas. I want to wish everybody out there a very Merry Christmas, and uh, well, we'll get to oh, the yeah. Happy New Year part next week. Happy holidays, yeah. everybody! Yeah, this is gonna be Merry Christmas, Happy holidays. holidays. We're giving you you guys get a gift wrapped in a bow tie this yeah. week. Merry Hanukkah, Wanzimus. Merry Hanukkah, Wanzimus. There you go. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, Merry. <laughs> there uh, now nobody can yell at me. Yep, you got them all, Dan. You <laughs> got them all. So Hanukkah, Wanzimus, <laughs> he got, baby. He he, he got uh, all the holiday Pokemon's. Yeah. Why isn't there a Pokemon called Hol? Happy Hanukkah. You can't even say it, so why would they? Yeah, I can't. I'm too yeah, tired. Exactly. So, hey. Third shift sucks. Before we get distracted too much here, hop in the Discord, you know, say hi, try to win a Thor skin. And, you know, when it comes to dirt naps, you got to give them before you take them. And when all else fails, split push! push!